What's going on, everybody? And welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition, another installment of the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae. Episode, what is this, 171? Uh, oh, wow. First of all, I'm not Devontae anymore. See, so comfortable with it, right? Tired of pod guys. Sorry. Um, Listen, y'all got to give me some time. Like, I've been I've been doing that for how long? Like, four years? Oh, my God. It was so comfortable. It rolled off the tongue so comfortably, right? But I'm sorry. I am still Devontae legally. <laughs> but Tyler Pie Guy is here for your listening pleasures. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Um, before we get into anything... Uh, we thank everybody for listening to us, uh, whether you are via audio, via Patreon, via YouTube. We thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, listen, uh, please subscribe to us everywhere that you listen to podcasts via audio. Uh, that may be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, um, Stitcher, TuneIn, all of those things. We are everywhere and anywhere. So you can check us out. Um, on those platforms and like i said you can subscribe to our patreon we'll bring some new content you can also subscribe to our youtube we'll be bringing some clips to the videos listen i just found out a new way to hopefully bring videos to you guys um if you know me for real i don't like zoom at all and so uh the the thing about zoom is you have you know i think everybody knows that you have the record button on there and so i can kind of record the video and just exclusively post that to our patreon and so that's what we're doing right and so all video content in a sense of uh watching me uh will be exclusively on patreon i will put clips and everything and if you want to watch the full episode the full watchman mode of the episode you can subscribe to my patreon we will be working on that a lot this week um we're going into june right we're going into june so things have to you know kind of switch up and i'm excited to do so so um you know stepping out of my comfort zone a little bit with things but i'm excited to do so it's not a cringing thing anymore uh you know when it comes to video i remember when it came to video i used to cringe i i cringed at the thought of editing at the thought of just video and all of that shit and it was just like well i can do it pretty well on my phone i i, I can edit videos pretty well on my phone i'm not an expert I'm, I'm definitely not a tiktok expert hell no but i think i'm i'm good enough to where i'm like okay we can cut this shit down i like it i like it i like it and so um i'm excited you know what i'm saying for uh i think especially just you know the ending of this this quarter and going into the quarter three and quarter four, I think it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be some, 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 some dope shit that's about to come y'all way, man. Um, how's everybody doing? Um, I missed you guys, of course. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, it has been, where, 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 what, what's today? Monday, it is 5.27 p.m. here in good old East Harlem, New York. And, um, your boy is under the weather, right? Because the weather has been acting the fuck up around this bitch. Like, it was... It was 90 all week. Like, listen, not this weekend, but like it hit 90, 80 degrees. And what I mean, like mid high 80s, low 90 degrees, like it was hot in this bitch. You understand what I'm saying? That Galingas was sweating in this thing, like bought some shorts and all that shit. And then Mother Nature said, 
I'm on my period. <laughs> she was like, listen, you hoes. I'm going to show y'all. Y'all out here with your booty shorts. Oh, y'all showing some thigh meat, huh? Oh, look at that thigh meat. Yeah, I'm about to drop that temperature down. When I tell you she dropped that temperature from 91 all the way back down to 55 in a matter of a day. Oh, my whole system was fucked up. It was like I went outside, shorts, crocs on, toes out, okay? You hear me? Uh, uh, cut up shirt. Y'all know how I do. I don't like to really put on clothes during during the summertime. Right? So I'm out. You understand what I'm saying? I'm out here. Yo, when she dropped that temperature, bro, I was like, oh, shit. This is it. When I tell you it, it like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely doing better today. Like yesterday, Sunday was probably my worst day. I was super congested. I was over at my girlfriend's house, and she's she has her own shit going on with her right now, what she's getting over. But my immune system is pretty high, right? It's pretty lit. Like I haven't got sick, and and what I have right now is like a sinus infection. It's not a cold or anything like that. Like my sinuses are kicking my ass. Like nasal congestion. You can hear it in the cough. Like it's it's bad. Like it's no runny nose or you know, watery eyes or nothing like that. But like when I tell y'all heavy mucus, sinus congestion, that's what happens to me. When I move from one place to another, like, and I moved, that's it. Like my body needs to get adjusted to uh, this place. And the thing about it is I thought my body did that last year. You know, when I moved here, right? Like, I didn't get sick, but I knew my sinuses was really acting up. But it wasn't like, it wasn't like this sinus infection that I have now, right? And I'm just like, oh. And, and Babe was like, oh my God, I got you sick and everything. Like, I'm so sorry, my God. And I'm like, babe, first of all, it ain't you, right? Maybe, but it ain't you. Um, Honestly, I said this was bound to happen. Um... Because, like, literally the temperature went up to a degree and the humidity itself was crazy. And then everything dropped. Like, it went from sunny and no clouds, and I mean humidity beaming, to clouds, rain, cold, stay your ass in the house, you need a rain jacket, I mean a raincoat, you need to bring back out your boots. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it was it was cold. And so that type of weather, you know, distortion will fuck anybody up. And I know it fucked a lot of people up, not just me. You understand what I'm saying? And so I was like, oh, no, we're going to kick this out of me. So definitely feeling better today. Uh, Like I said, yesterday was probably my most, I want to say like my most like congested day. It was just like, I couldn't breathe. I hated it. It felt like I was dying. Like, every time I get a sinus infection, which is not, like, regularly, right? It's very... Because once once, once my sinuses do what it do and my body does what it does and fights off everything, I don't get sick. Like, I really don't. Like, it is, it is very, it is very weird to me how I don't. 
right? I can be around somebody and they'll be sick and I'll be like, mm-mm, right? Because I don't, but even if I am, I'm like, nah. You understand what I'm saying? My body's like, nope, we got the antibodies for that. <laughs> we got the we got the shits for that. But it was just this instant where it was like, okay, you know what? I had to realize, one, I'm not in Grand Rapids. I, when you live in some in, in a place for so long, you get kind of immune to their germs and their sickness and all of that shit, right? Here, I don't know how niggas be, right? I don't know how niggas are. So, like, I was bound to get sick at some point or to have a, a sinus, you know, infection at some point. Like, it was, it was bound to happen. You know what I'm saying? And so it was just like, okay, well, at least it happens sooner than later because now this shit can clear up in a couple of days and I'll be back to normal. And here's the thing. I know it's not really as bad as as it normally is because usually I'm really fatigued. I don't want to get out of bed. I am a whole ass baby. Just man baby. It is, it is just like every other man man baby 101 like literally man child i don't me are you yes 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 i am the straight like i am literally a man baby when it when it comes to me getting sick this time around though i was like woke up this morning i was like oh okay no feeling a little congested in the chest and in the uh you know, on the nose, but then as the day went along, I had me some soup, shout out to my girlfriend's mom, she made me a hearty ass soup, you know what I'm saying, then, um, I had me some, just taking, making sure I'm drinking my water, and, um, hitting me up some vitamin C, giving me some vitamin C pills, and, uh, uh vitamins and everything like that, and listen, shit, I, to say like, to say like I haven't been okay today, is an understatement because like yesterday was terrible like today i'm like oh wow this is you know no body aches and anything. like my back hurts or whatever but it's like eh, i can i can work with this because honestly after i pod i'm probably going to take a nap i'm probably going to close my door and go and rest because i've been up since six right took a shower all that shit so i'm like 12 hours up you know i need my body to rest and you know, get its get its you know momentum back and everything like that. But yeah, your boy is doing all right. Your boy is doing all right. You know what I'm saying? Good week. And listen, by the time you hear this podcast, our merch store will be out, and I'm super excited. Where's our claps? I need the claps. Where are my claps? Give me my claps. Give them to me, please. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, oh my God, I appreciate you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Listen, um, I'm super excited to bring this merch store to you guys. Um, this has probably been, and it's not the first time I've brought merch to y'all, right? But to have the merch that I have ready for y'all, like I'm, I'm so ready to for this to be out, like. I'm nervous. There's so much anxiety running through my head and my heart. Like I, I'm thinking about yo. I might get one sale, which I know I won't get one sale, right? But you know, as a creative, we just got. I don't know what's gonna happen. Oh my god, right? Like it's 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 fucking nuts. And so I'm just like, oh man, 
merch store is about to drop. I've, I've really put time and attention into this going back in. And I'll probably, after this episode, you know, after I record, like, I'll probably go back and see what uh, attention to detail and all that shit. Like, fumbling with shit. And I'm like, you know what? Just leave it. Because my audience, my support system will let me know. My fans, right? Will let me know. Yo, can you put this on here? Can you put this on here? Can you put this on here? And so, um, a lot of you, whether you listen to this podcast, the Devontae's World podcast, or the r and Chill podcast, or have been just following me, period, a lot of you have been asking for merch. Like, a lot of you, for the past, before I get, before I put out the dad hats, um, a lot of y'all was asking for t-shirts, mugs, you know, um, shit, a lot. Just not the dads. And I remember at a time where I was just like, ah, I'm going to just put out the dads. And I, not everybody wanted a dad. That's just what it was. I was like, okay. Right? We sold out. Don't get it twisted. But it was like a lot of people didn't want the dads. They wanted other merch. And I get so many of my family and friends and people who are podcast family who are asking, yo, when's the merch coming? And so now I can say, hey, it comes out at 12 o'clock midnight. You know, on Tuesday, like that's when the store is open. Period. You understand what I'm saying? I wanted to wait maybe until this podcast came out at seven in the morning, but I was like, you know what? I've been making y'all wait for a little bit too long. I'm gonna just have that bitch out and just go. So when I sleep, I can just uh, and wake up to hopefully sales coming through. You understand what I'm saying? I'm excited for this. We have shirts. We have. Listen, when 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 people ask me, yo, do you have some baby onesies? Because your nephew or your niece needs some clothes. And they need to represent your brand. And I'm like, yes. We do. When I can say yes, we do. Oh, that makes me feel so happy. Like, that makes my heart warm. Like, one of my boys hit me up. Shout out to Big Daddy G. Literally, that's his name. Big Daddy G. Garrett. Uh, He was actually on the show um, a few years back. But he asked me, he hit me up. He was like, "Bro, listen. So what's up with this merch, man? You got you got it for the for the for the for the big and tall for the big boys." And as I said on my video, as a former big boy, okay, it was apparent for me to have the two X, the three X, the four X, the three T, which is the three uh uh, uh the two X tall. Okay, the 3X tall, the 4X tall. It was, it was, it was meant to have. I'm like, I can't, I cannot single. Now, y'all may pay a little extra. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just forewarning you now. You may pay a little two, three dollar extra, depending on the size you need. But we got it for you. You understand what I'm saying? We got it for you. Right? We got, we got, listen, for my, for my women, we got you in every size too. What's good? For my men's, we got you in every size too. What's good? I made sure I went back. So when y'all hit me with these questions, I'm like, I got it. <laughs> Literally. Like the excitement that I have right now. I'm, I'm I'm nervous. I'm excited. My anxiety is high as hell. But there's a lot of fear. But there's a lot of faith and 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 everything that goes into this. I'm excited for you getting this merch. It is it's a long time in the making. Right? And so, I don't know how much we're going to project in a week. We will see. Um, I'm. I don't know if I'm just going to throw out there. Maybe like a. In my mind, and maybe I'm putting too much 
I'm, I'm, I see, and here's the thing, and this is my mindset, right? I always kind of double down on the shit that, 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 you know, I, I, I really do double down, right? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, you'll make that. I really feel like, and I'm just saying, I really do feel, and if I work towards this, and I feel like I have worked towards this, continuing to work towards this, I really feel as though we'll do a thousand to fifteen hundred in sales. I think that we are going to do that much in a week. I really do. And if that exceeds or below, it's fine because, huh, we got sales. You understand what I'm saying? I'm humble like that, right? So I'm more excited for the merch to be dropping. I'm more excited to see what you, how you guys wear it, model it, send it to me, DM me when you get it. You understand what I'm saying? I appreciate all the love. We will have the link in the bio when this uh, episode comes out. We will have the link in all of our... Um, on uh, Instagram uh, link tree pages when uh, 12 o'clock hits uh, Tuesday, which this episode will be out that um, Tuesday, 7 a.m. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited. One more round of applause for the THC store. Yep. So let's get into this, shall we? Uh, we have a show for you. Um, we are talking the NBA playoffs today. We're talking about Married at First Sight today. Um, I've already talked about how the weather kicked my ass, so that's off. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk Gorilla Glue Girl. She's back in the news. And I, I want to talk, our, of course, our MVPs and Clouds of the Week, but I also want to talk um, this 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 Facebook status that was up. It said, um, he didn't waste your time. He got to know you, and he didn't like you. And when I tell you that is a whole truth and a half, I need some women to stop thinking that it's always the man. Sometimes, sis, and I'm 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 saying this out of love, right? Sometimes, sis, it's you. Okay? And I hope that you have friends that'll tell you that it's you. I'm just saying. Uh so let's get into who should we get into? Let's get into our, our MVP of the week. That this is going to be a little quicker. Um, our MVP of the week, and I should have low-key gave him last week, but, you know, um, I forgot to even talk about it. Um, it's Russell Westbrook. Uh, Russell Westbrook has literally, he, I, I just believe, and I think I talked about him last, did I give him MVP of the week last? Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. I did not. Okay. Russell Westbrook, and I think I did talk about it a little bit, but, the significance of this man getting another triple double in a season. His fourth triple double. Fourth. Like record wise. You understand what I'm saying? I, feel, I believe he finished 22, 11, and 11 or 10 and 11. Something like that. He's done this four times. Four seasons. Back to, like, I'm like, bro. Now, I, as a Westbrook stan, because I am that, I, Westbrook is probably one of my favorite players, if not my favorite player, right? Right now, it's no, it ain't LeBron, no, it ain't none of these new guys. It's been Russell, 
for a long time. And if you've heard my podcast, I've definitely gave him his flowers and critiqued him on his game, right? Um, And that's not even critiquing his game. It's critiquing his playoff performance, right? And so, um, but neither here nor there to literally destroy Oscar Robertson's um, triple-double record. He cemented, and I think a lot of people look at Westbrook and it's like, you don't got a championship, and I've said that too on my podcast, right? Not in the sense that you don't have a championship, but as a fan, I want you to get one because that will only cement, and like, I can argue up and down. My nigga got a championship, though. He the new Oscar Robertson. Who gonna pass him up? You understand what I'm saying? Like, I want to be that fan that be like, yeah, my nigga got a championship, and he a, a triple-double king, nigga. Like, I want to be that. So, Westbrook, I just need you to win one, and we be fine. Like, that's it. But to go triple-doubles, and a lot of people say he's a stat sheet stuffer. Bro, you got to think about that shit. Like, yeah, it can look, perception-wise, it can look like he's stuck in the deck. Right? He's just stuffing the stat sheet. But, bro. They the, the 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 league that we're in now does not tailor to the big man. It tailors to small ball. That's just what it is, right? We've been playing. The NBA has been playing small ball since 2014, since Golden State started playing small. You understand what I'm saying? So since 2014-2015 season, a lot of teams since then, the culture of the NBA has really been small ball. So when we think about Russell Westbrook doing what he's been doing over these six years in four seasons, to average 10 to 11 rebounds a game, that is 2K shit. You're on a 2K level. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to say scoring 50 points is easy because it's not. But we see it on a regular basis. We just seen Jason Tatum score 50 on on somebody we just we can see Kyrie score 60 we can see um Kevin Durant score 40 LeBron score 45 you know easy no problem we can see James Harden score 60 no problem we've seen this we know we've seen it like it's not to discredit that but we've seen it how many times can we say we've seen somebody triple double damn near out of the six years that we've been playing small ball culture, four seasons. I'm just saying, right? Like, y'all thought the first year was a fluke. He did it again. And I think he uh, the first time he won MVP. The second time, everybody's like, ah, he did it again. I'm like, all right. I want him to go to the, to the, to the shit, right? And then he does it again. And everybody's like, ah, man, okay, now he's just stacking this deck. But then once he's getting up to that Oscar Robertson level, oh, now it's like, oh, damn, what's the rest? No, 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 get off my man. SMD, SMO. Y'all can figure out that what that is. Um, y'all know what SMD is. But SMO, y'all figure it out on the, uh, the After Dark show. Um, but literally, like, it's, 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 it's to the point where you have to give this man his flowers today. Nobody, and I and I will say this, nobody is going to pass 
Russell Westbrook, right, in triple-double attempts. Why? Because his man is still going to be playing for like the next five years. I can see it. And the crazy thing is to me, even though he can't shoot work of the lick, okay? I mean, he can shoot work of the lick, but he can't shoot. He, sometimes he can't. It just, it just don't be hitting. This man can drive to the basket, <clears throat> dare I say, better than LeBron James? Almost better than LeBron James? Damn near the same as LeBron James? Hell, when I see Russell coming to the lane, ain't nobody trying to stop that man. And if a big man does, what happens? That big man gets dunked on and shitted on. And all you see is Russell talking about some, ah, hell yeah. I'm not stopping that 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 six one two something hundred pound man of strength and just aggressiveness come hell no hell no that's like the six six train going miles and a hell no fuck that not doing that no so shout out to my man's Russell Westbrook um I don't know what y'all gonna be doing in these playoffs right because y'all looking kind of weary. But, um, definitely will love, I just, I, I really just want a championship under his name. He deserves it. I, I, I just believe he deserves it. I do not want, I know a lot of NBA players are like, man, Charles Barkley is dope. And he is. He's a legend, period. I just don't want, as a stand, as a fan, this is my opinion, I don't want Russell to be a Charles. He's too good to be a Charles. Like, Charles was too good to be a Charles. But we understood the era that he was playing in. It was the Michael Jordan era. Michael won, like, six. You understand what I'm saying? So you're going against the best player in the world with, you know, you're an amazing player yourself. But it's like, <laughs> you can't stop Michael. People have stopped LeBron, right? No shot, Cordell. <laughs> but people have stopped LeBron, right? People have stopped LeBron. We've seen it. So I'm just like, you put Russell with the right system. I'm not going to say Washington is or isn't the right system. You put him with the right pieces, the right system. I believe that he can lead a team to a ship. I just don't think over the years that he's been put in the right system. I think the only system that was working for him at the time could have been the early years of OKC. But because Russell is such an aggressor, and he wants the ball, and not in a sense of like assisting, because of course, triple doubles, but ball handling. He need the ball in his hand. And so all I know I've been critical in saying, like, yo, I want him to lead more and like literally just kind of get off the ball more. In a sense, when you have pieces around you. But he has to have pieces, really. So, shout out to Russell Westbrook, man. Breaking Oscar Robertson's record. That's a feat. That's a feat. Charlemagne the God. Oh, man. We talked Charlemagne the God last week. And you know what? I have to give him clown of the week this week. Um, Charlemagne, listen here, bro. I don't know if this is true or not. But um, the fact that a lot of prominent media sources... Um, trusted media sources, and even Kwame Brown himself, is literally sitting here saying that you sent a cease and desist order to him because he was going off on you because you talked about his family 
on the radio. Um, as people have been saying, uh, trusted individuals who have a great voice in the culture, you have no right to tell somebody when they should stop attacking you. When you sat here and literally put his family business that he didn't know about out on Front Street. Now, I talked about Kwame, what he was doing last week, everything like that. When it comes to this situation, though, him versus Charlemagne, what Charlemagne did was foul. He apologized, right? It was, it was very foul. Kwame doesn't need to accept your apology, right? He doesn't. But why you getting clowned is because you sent a cease and desist, allegedly, right? And as somebody who has been in this industry for 25, 30 years doing this, radio, television, podcasting, talk, you know, spaces and all that shit, for a person who do that to, to literally sit here and say like, yo, I got a cease and desist order. To stop him from talking. That's not going to stop Kwame from talking. And for me. For you to send out. It's so interesting. When. I guess. Leaders quote unquote of the culture. Are. Um, are kind of like. It's funny because. You send sis and desist. But you, you talk your shit. Like for me, I'm not gonna send a cease and desist order because I'm because somebody's talking shit about me. Appreciate it. Right? Thank you. Love. You feel me? Like appreciate. But I'm not about to send no cease and desist order just because you feel away. Right? Or maybe I feel away. And I just think that's very clown of you. Um because I don't think that's how you move. I don't believe you sin cease and desist. But if you did, because of all the um, rape allegations that you have coming up against you, um, that's letting a lot of truth be told. And the crazy thing is, Charlemagne, you and here's the thing. You are sometimes a little too honest. And here's why. On The Brilliant Idiots, you decided to talk about a time where you drugged a girl with Superfly and had sex with her. Okay? Um, got her drunk, put some super Superfly in it. I don't know what type of enhancement or drug this was. But the fact that you even had men in the room right looking at her naked okay and then go on the brilliant ladies and talk about this so casually and i mean so casually to the point where it is just ah uh, another day ah uh, another day i drugged another woman what i'm sorry is is that what you do for real like it was the casualness in it right the casualty, like it was just, you were just super cool and super chill. Like I did, I sure did. I mean, I don't know if you felt bad or not, but shit, obviously you didn't. 
And it's like a lot of people are calling for your cancel. Not cancel, but for you to get off the Breakfast Club. To the people. One thing about the Breakfast Club is that Charlemagne makes the Breakfast Club. He's not going anywhere. He has an ironclad contract up in that bitch. He ain't going nowhere. He getting too much money. He ain't going nowhere. So to the people that want him off the Breakfast Club, he ain't going nowhere. He's going to be in there for a minute too. Um, but I do see these. Um, I do see a lot of sexual allegations coming upon him. Um, I do see maybe some strife and uh, maybe some hopefully behind the mic apologies that need to be made and maybe in front of the mic especially on brilliant idiots because i don't think you should be talking so casually about how you drugs a drug a woman i'm sorry especially if we in the era quote-unquote of protect black women and you are one of those premier voices i don't think you should be talking about that sir that's just me though you know what i'm saying i don't know y'all let me know what y'all think um so let's talk Let's talk, let's talk, let's talk. Let's talk Gorilla Glue Girl. So, Gorilla Glue Girl is another person who's sending cease and desist. However, I get why she's doing it, right? Um, she's sending a cease and desist order to the people who have um, made the TikTok music uh, song, My Hair. It don't move, right? It don't move. My hair. My hair. Do we, do we have that on play? Let's hold on. Let me let me get that up real quick. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. My hair, it don't move. <laughs> uh, it don't move. It don't move. My hair, it don't move. My hair, it don't move. It don't move. My hair, it don't move. You know what I'm saying? My hair, it don't move. My hair, hey. My hair, hey. Hey, 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 and as we know, Gorilla Glue Girl, literally, you know, she's doing good now. You know, she she got a she's growing her healthy hair back. Shout out to you. Um, I get why she wants to send the cease and desist because the person who made this song is probably getting some racks off this song. And, you know, she's she's sending the cease and desist and 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 feel um, as the lawyer put it. You know, she wants to receive pe- the penalties for her trauma and all of that good stuff. When I seen that, I was like, sweetheart, you put yourself in the trauma. Right? Like, and then, then, wait a minute. You grabbed a whole $30,000 bag from GoFundMe. Right? Then, then, wait a minute, guys. Hold on. Then, you got a free treatment to take the Gorilla Glue out your hair. So, who's really up and up when it's stuck? Okay? I'm just saying. Like who's really up right now? And you I I'm not mad at you being mad that you're not making any guap from this. But you should have understood that social media was about to take this shit and run with it. This is what social media does. Okay? Social media. Social media does, right? This is what we do. 
I don't I don't know what you I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you want us to do. I don't know. <sighs> Shout out to you, Gorilla Girl. Uh let's talk about these NBA playoffs real quick. So as I see, everybody is kind of weary about these playoffs. Now I don't know. I haven't given my like you know playoff like oh who's who's winning like yeah no i haven't given really anything yet because excuse me because um this playoffs is very unpredictable i i don't know what's going to happen and um it's like i'm pretty excited to see what's going to happen but at the same token um, it's weird. So we got Philly at three, three to zip with the Washington Wizards. I pretty much figured that. Um, I'm surprised that New York is not kicking Atlanta's ass. But Trey Young is balling on these little niggas. Damn, Milwaukee already beat the fuck out the Heat. That's what that is. They already going to the you know conference semifinals. And then you got uh, Brooklyn at a 3-1 lead next to Boston. Who's over there? Brad Stevens? Do, does Brad Stevens need to leave? Um, How many times over Brad's tenure has, has Boston been in the playoffs and literally had the means and this, the talent to go to the finals? And it doesn't happen. I don't know. Maybe, I'm not. I'm not putting his his job in on, on Front Street, but I'm just saying. Like there was a time where y'all had a chance to go to the finals and beat the the Cleveland Cavaliers in seven games and head to the finals in 2017, I believe. Y'all had it. There was a time. And so, and I'm talking about the new Boston Celtics, right? And so I'm just like, oh wow. Well, I don't. That's going to be sick. Uh, Utah leads. The uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, I no comment there. Um, that's pretty much what I expected. Um, L A, which is the Clippers, right, are tied with Dallas. Now this has been an interesting series. It's weird because this series um, literally is like last year's series. Like if Luca wasn't really injured or didn't get injured in the bubble, and if Porzingis wasn't injured for real. I do believe the Mavericks would have beat the Clippers last last year. I don't know about this year, though, right? Um, for either team. <laughs> uh, the Clippers don't have anybody to lead them for real. That's just what that is. Kawhi is a role superstar. And that's a weird-ass... Um, that's a weird-ass conjunction to have. But that's the best way I could put it. Kawhi is a role superstar you understand he's not a leader he has the mentality of a role player but he plays as if he's a superstar because he is a superstar that's period that's why we put the superstar in there but the role mentality he has a roman shit mentality in which he's not going to sit here even if he drops 45 he's not going to leave the team down like a rondo or CP3, or even LeBron James, right, down the court. 
Like, okay, let me facilitate some shit. Let me lead. Let me take control. Right? He's not that. He's not that. And PG ain't that either. You understand what I'm saying? So when we have this, it is like, ugh, it's like grit and teeth. Um, so I'm excited. I believe this series is going to, of course, go to, to seven games um, because, I, yeah, I believe it's going to go to seven games. Um, Denver and Portland, uh, I hope Portland pulls it out. I've been wanting to see um, my man's Damian Lillard in the conference finals for a long time, in the finals for a long time, literally. Um, I hope they pull it out. And then Phoenix and the Lakers. Literally, I have Phoenix pulling this out. I know, I know. Um, and I say this to say that I'm questioning the durability of probably the most durable, one of the most durable superstars next to Serena Williams that I have ever seen in my life. And that is LeBron James, right? Um, LeBron is in his 18th year going into 36 years of age bro still playing at an elite high superstar fucking level here's the thing though because he has played so hard over 18 seasons so hard right like i mean like this man plays i feel like he plays with a chip on the shoulder sometimes every every game with a chip just a little bit. Not a lot, but just a little bit. This one, this next game is going to set the tone. Right? This next game is like, he's going to have to bring 2002 against the Pistons, Detroit, uh, the, the Bad Boys remix, where he beat the Pistons in 2007 and went to the ship. He's going to have to bring that out. You understand what I'm saying? He's going to have to bring um, that, that, that 2016 against the... Um, um, against the Golden State game seven out. You feel me? It's it's times like these that I'm like, oh man. Like, cause he does LeBron is at an age where he does need another superstar to help him out. And to have Dennis Schroeder and all of those boys over there, you gave them the biggest light in the NBA, which is the LA Coliseum and the LA Lakers, right? You gave them the L.A. Lakers, which is not, which is one of the biggest franchises in sports, not just in basketball, but in sports. The lights are huge. Even when there's not even a packed stadium, the lights are huge. Y'all are prime time, period. So you have young niggas like Dennis Schroeder and Kyle Kuzma and all of them young boys over there. They trying to be superstars, bro. They ain't thinking about LeBron. Let's keep it a bean. They ain't thinking about ships right now. They ain't thinking about that shit. Because if you was, it would be a team effort. In my in my opinion. It would be a team effort. You will be going out there making sure like, okay, let me check my ego at the door. Because that's what a lot of y'all got to do. Stepping up in these games. I'm talking about the Clippers. I'm talking about everybody that's 2-2 right now. Has to literally check their fucking egos at the door. And that's what happens when it comes to team. It happens. Team, e team, individuals, ego. But this is a team, nigga. This is a team sport. This is not no individual play. If you want an individual play, go join the big three. 
Okay? You can have more individual play over there, more individual shine. But this is a 12-team game. 12-person team game. And Dennis, I love you, bro. You be going crazy. Here's the thing. If you're going to facilitate, facilitate. Stop being the, the trying to be the new age Russell Westbrook. I've always said that about Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder always looks like an offbeat, dark-skinned Russell Westbrook to me. And I'm like, bro, is that your is that your game? Is that your game for real? Come on, bro. Lead better. And he still plays like that. He's been playing like that since he got in the league. I've been watching him since he got in the league, since he, his days at OKC. So I can I can see I, I can attest the ego is in the way. Get your fucking egos out the way, people. Y'all want to win? Get the fucking e- get the fucking egos out the way. Even LeBron, bro, get the fucking egos out the way if y'all want to win the game. There is no there for me. I'm sorry. Phoenix is amazing, and that's why I have them beating the fucking Lakers. No egos. Why? Because Chris fucking Paul sets the tone. This man says, I know I can ball, but I'm about to get everybody involved. And what happens? The best floor general that the NBA has ever seen, literally, in Chris Paul, is literally sitting here making shit happen. I'm, I'm sorry. Next to, next to Magic Johnson. You understand what I'm saying? Is literally making shit happen. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of people sleep on fucking Chris Paul. Every team that he has gone to. What? Has he has he not made them better? Even the fucking Clippers. Stop playing with me. The Clippers won the playoff team before Chris Paul got there. Then Blake got there. Oh, and we thought, we thought when Blake, DeAndre, and Chris got together, yo, we, with Doc Rivers, it was so many of us that was like, they're going to the fucking ship. Period. Now, didn't make it happen, but that's cool. Even with Houston. And now he with Denver. I mean not Denver. Yeah. Not Denver. I'm sorry, not Denver. Phoenix. And he making shit happen over there. This man plays at a consistent elite level. He is literally the midget LeBron. Because he's a little bit shorter than LeBron. He's consistent. Puts you up a three or two or four if you need it. Can get to the rack and can sit here and get you an and one if you need it. Devin Booker is a fucking superstar. Devin Booker is he over there. He doing his thing. He, he posting up 70, 80 points. That's what he doing. You got Aiden and them over. What? Come on, bro. I I don't see, especially with AD out now. Oh, oh. LeBron is going to have to play like 2002 LeBron. Period. He's going to have to bring that. All right. I'm going to have to. This is going to hurt, but I'm going to have to soak. You understand what I'm saying? I got to soak it in. I got to, I got to, you know, I got to get in that bath. I got to get in that Epsom bath, soak this muscle so I can be out here. Because you're going to have to play like that. Or you're going to have to get your men in, 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 an, in an ego, in a non-ego driven mindset to sit here and be like, ah, 
y'all, we got to play. We have to play, period. Um, so I'm really excited to see what happens with um, the playoffs and everything like that. So, yeah, let's get back into it. Um, married at first sight. Now, I'm going to call somebody because we need to talk about this. I'm going to I'm gonna call somebody really quick. Let's call. Let's call Bay. Get Bay on the line. Hello? Hello, baby. You are on the Opinionated Brother podcast. Hiya. What's good? <laughs> It was happening. And uh, sidebar, you can order the sticky wings whenever. All right, sounds good. Okay. Um, what beard is Amber like? Huh? Sorry. Beer? What beer? Best friend, what beer you like? None. <laughs> okay, I'll bring you some whiskey. Oh, we already got whiskey. We already got whiskey in it. Okay. All right. Um, so we are talking married at first sight. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. We are talking Married at First Sight, the reunion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got to get somebody on the show to talk this nonsense with me. Okay. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Where do we start? Can we start with Jake and Haley, please? Um, Jake and Haley. Jake and Haley. Oh, my God. Oh, the, the, the Jacob and Haley. Yes. This is why I'm ahead of yes. Jake and Haley. Jake and Haley. Ooh, exactly. Okay. Yes, we have to start with they're them. They're horrible. We have to start with them. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, Jake and Haley were the couple that basically didn't like each other. Uh, yeah. There, were, there was no physical, no emotional, no, no, no nothing type of attraction. Nothing. No attraction. Nothing. And so on the reunion... Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like Haley was lying the whole time. Mm-hmm. Ten times, nine times out of one, she was lying the whole time. She said something that was that that I agree with. That Jake always sat here and was, you know, basically like, you know, foreseeing what she was going to say before she actually thought of mm-hmm. what she was saying. So I give her that. But the fact that she said, "Oh, I tried," and you know, I put my best foot forward. You know what you put your best foot forward in, huh? You know what happened? <laughs> you know what happened? Let's 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 be real. What happened was that he put his peen in you, and that wasn't mm-hmm. it. You wasn't you wasn't first of all you wasn't madly attracted to this man on the show. She really wasn't. She wasn't she, madly. She couldn't really like. She looked at him, and I even felt like she knew that on the wedding day. Absolutely, like the day that it happened. Absolutely, because that 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 was insane. Like she was really not attracted to him, and she did what like males do, right. where it's like, you know what? Let me have sex with you. Let me see how I feel after this. Let's mm-hmm. see how your mm-hmm. how, how your how your game is, and obviously his game wasn't the best and right there and right there and then she was just like nope i can't do this for the rest of my life (laughs) and that's it that was it which how can i say i don't blame her but please communicate it and i think that's what jake was trying to get her to do this entire fucking time that they were together right just Girl, tell me you don't like me so I can get the hell out. Because right. she's here giving him hope. Like, oh, yeah, let's still try. Let's still try. But the way that she was trying was, 
a way of it was mediocre it wasn't genuine mm-hmm. and 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 jake could see it jake could jake could smell the bullshit from a mile away jake is a grown-ass man so why would he not call her out so right. with with many of the times that jake exploded on her i believe that he did it out of frustration because here i am with this little immature ass girl who's not telling me how she genuinely feels and maybe we should just stop this but i'm still here too so it's just like she had him she had him she had him in a place where he was like all right let's just stop and she was just like no let's keep going let's keep trying because i want to be on camera nah see for me i would have stopped that shit don't tell me you are not attracted to me okay you don't like Mm -hmm. me or whatever like that okay well we're done no 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 and then when the cameras is off, you don't want to. You don't want to be near me. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because when the cameras off, that was the. When the cameras was on, she would try. When the camera was off, she wouldn't. She and wouldn't. This show is about trying on and off camera you... because eventually you are going to be with this person for the rest of your life if you choose it or not. Do you think you know? and... that Haley mm-hmm. was cheating during the process? Ooh, I wouldn't be surprised. I think I wouldn't be surprised. I think Haley was cheating and getting other white dick. I think so too. I think she was. Or at least, at least she wasn't doing it deliberately. But I mean, like, not like blatantly, like, hey, I'm right. gonna go like have sleep with this man. But mm-hmm. you know how women are. We get emotionally attached to whatever sounds great or fantasize that about, like, right. or, or fantasize about it. You get what I'm saying? So. Even if a guy was just talking to her and giving her the time of day, mm-hmm. she would have been satisfied with that right. because this is the girl who has been in wedding after wedding after wedding after wedding, but no one has ever even remotely cared Ooh. for her in that way. To Seven to years her. straight so wedding. It, it, it's all it's all a reflection of who she was in the past and continues to be. This nice. woman did not choose to grow. This woman st- chose to stay in her stubborn ways because she was very stubborn. And she she very um, much very sounded cold. like her mother, very which cold. is sad because, honey, that was your mother's time. This is your time, and it's a different time. And you're trying to sound like an older woman, and it ain't working for you, mama. Well, but, um, yeah, I believe that she she just let everything from her past and what the things that she's done in prior relationships mm-hmm. affect her in this new experience. So I don't think she she gained what she wanted to gain from this experience, and not only did she not gain it, but she robbed someone else of it. Yeah, that's sick. facts. Facts. Yeah, I think Jake and yeah. Haley did the proper thing from divorcing. Let's he talk. Sure uh let's talk. Let's see. Vincent and Brianna. Not there's nothing long about this one. I'm glad that they're no. together. Um, I need Vincent to cut his hair off again uh, because. <laughs> Um, I can't with you because that uh, I I I can Jesus Christ it's receding baby I can see it it. I can see the recede and I'll be honest bro you know with a lot of my friends when I see the recede I just say hey just recede it on back you know what I'm saying the only person who can do the receding hairline is Stephen A. Smith that's it you understand what I'm saying that's it that is the only person who can rock it. Just right? let it go, baby. Just, Just let, let it, it go. go. Right? I listen, Brianna loved you with the bald head. I think she mm-hmm. would stay with you with the with the crisp bald head. Right? Mm-hmm. You you got you the beard. That, you know how they tell you that that's all oh, that saying is that get you a man that could do both. You can't do both, baby. Oh. Just let it go. Oh. 
Let it go. You you look bo- you look good bald. Shout out to all the bald men out there, man. Shout out to good. all the bald men. You know, personally, my boy Patrick out here being the light skin hey. Ricky Rose. You feel you me? Know, shout out to my shoot. boy. All right. Shout out to all the brothers who look good out there with their bald head. Yeah. You embraced it. Amen. You now embraced listen. it. No, no, That's no, good. no, baby. Hold on. But he, Hold him, on. no, on. it's he got to let it go. Hold on, baby. You said you said shout out to all the men that look good with bald heads. Hold on now. Yeah, okay. look good. Hold on. I Hold said on. look good. I was specific. Hold on. Hold on. Because there are men out here with bald heads that don't have facial hair that look like neck and mole rats. You got to relax on that. That's why I said that look good, baby. I was very specific about what I said. Yeah, and but, if they don't but, look good, but there's some people they, that's, they might need to try something else. Listen, but there are some people out here that think they look good with the neck and mole rat. And that's, that's all I'm saying, that, right? That's all I'm saying. I just have to bring that to the tension. That's it. Listen, I know. You know, know, there's a lot of it's but a lot of ball men. Listen, when you said that, it's probably a lot of ball men. Like hell yeah, they ain't got no facial hair, no no mustache, no beard. Okay, not even a goatee. That's sitting there like hell yeah, I'm fresh, looking like a whole naked mo, look looking like rock. Rufus. The Rock doesn't always have the goatee on, and he's just bald. And, oh and damn! I forgot about his light. I forgot about his light skin, milk the head ass. God damn! You know? So that's what I'm saying. Like I said, the men that look good. I know that I, I was ah, poor fucking good. God. I know what I mean when I mean bad. Jesus. I've seen those. I forgot. I'm not talking about that. He do the like rock, a, Listen, Dwayne yeah. Johnson looks great. So there's some bald men out there that are doing it, you I know. Forgot. But there's some out there that are not. I forgot he do look good. But anyways, look Lord mercy. Uh, who else we got on the table? Uh, 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 Clara and Ryan. Uh, I'm glad that they're I still together. I did not think they were going to make it. I am going to be completely honest with you. Um, I think they were going to make it. Um, I think because of how the camera play and how the editing works, mm, it made I it to seem as if Clara just wanted one and one and sex. And Ryan was just like, nah, 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 nah. I don't, I don't like you like that. Like the the non attraction. But I think there was attraction initially there, mm-hmm. right? Um, I just think because of Ryan's personal beliefs and everything like that, and the fact that his mm-hmm. parents are you know ministers and, and and pastors, that he ain't about to put all that business out on Front Street. You understand what I'm saying? Now True. I and think not only that he. Ryan is an awkward person. Very awkward. Very awkward if man, anything, individual. I, can, I kind of re- resemble, he resembles to, like, he resembles Jake to me in some way or form. His just, his awkwardness is just different. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I feel like they caught a lot of um, Ryan's awkward moments on camera. Facts. You know? So, Facts. Like, yeah. a lot of awkward moments. And then, Ryan, I love you, brother. But can you loosen up your pants just a little Thank bit for me? There you go. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about his hair. Oh, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I just need you to loosen up them pants just a little bit, bro. They was, I I understand that you work out. You know, I know a lot of workout people wear them tight-ass pants to show off the muscles and all that good shit. But I... Listen. It looked like your nuts look like they need to breathe. You understand what I'm saying? They just need a little breath. A little... <gasps> you know what I'm saying? Just a little... Ah, mm-hmm. You know? And I was just like, Ryan... Are you breathing? Huh? I don't think so. Can um, men cast yeast infections? Hell yeah, they can. That's, well, there you go. Well, there it is. That's nasty. Um, 
Oh, and the fact that they're now having sex is great, right? I'm I'm glad that yeah. they are having sex. I'm glad she stopped catching his fucking kids all the goddamn time. Um, <laughs> and was just like, yes, now I'm getting some dick. I'm good. And so, um, yeah. when he came on the reunion looking like the Pringles can logo, um, I was just go. like, and the thing is. I'm really, I'm really big on if you gonna be on national TV and make a statement, make it, make it bold, okay? Mm-hmm. Go on that bitch and enter fucking tank. I don't give a fuck if it's if it's gonna be bad or good. If it's if you're going on there to entertain, entertain us boldly, right? Make us talk about some shit. And sir, you did just that because. He, I was about to say, he you, sure did. You went on there looking like a whole fool with that damn mustache on. And then the thing was, Ryan, it wasn't the mustache that I was mad at. I was mad at the patchy-ass, low-cut beard that you had with it. Like, bro, you could have cut that shit off. You could have cut that shit off. That shit was looking really trashy. Okay. <laughs> Like I'm like, what is with this patchy ass beard that he has connected to this wild ass Australian mustache that he decided to curate? <laughs> well, he had his Barbie next to him, so he was happy. I guess, but that's not my business. That's not my mm. business. Uh, who else we got? Um, uh, uh, before we get to the train wrecks, uh, who was the, who was the last couple? Um, ah, oh, Virginia the, the and Eric. The- Lord have mercy. The train wreck before the train wreck. Lord have mercy. Um, now that's a couple that I didn't I expect. They to weren't go. gonna make it. I, listen, now that's one couple that I did not think that was going to make it. I really believed that they were going to sit here and be like, "Yeah, I thought Virginia was about to be like, no, you're not it for me. I'm, you know, I like, I like my wine. I like, I like my drinks. And what you're not going to do is, um, uh, tell me." When I can yeah. uh, drink or not, okay? I'm a fucking adult. Yeah. And Eric was they, like, "Well, I don't care." <laughs> they made her look really, really bad. Like, oh, especially man. a lot of like the drinking, like the drinking part of it. Like they, they really like the cameras made her look like such an alcoholic. And I don't think it was really the cameras. I really think that this is like just part of who she is. Absolutely. And she likes to party. Yes. And all that stuff. And she's a party girl. But they made her seem like an alcoholic. Like and 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 it wasn't it wasn't nice. It wasn't nice because I I believe that there's people that drink and they like to drink because they like to drink and there's nothing wrong with it but then yeah they just made it look like an alcoholic they really made it look bad well like for real for real I, and i don't know if they made her look bad or she made herself look bad because i feel like a lot of the people that like or the people that were in the show looked at themselves afterwards mm-hmm. and really had to like reflect because geez like virginia that didn't look good boo I know my mama would have whooped my ass when I got home. Okay. She'd have been like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> Fuck is wrong with Who you? Who are you representing? Exactly. Exactly. So Um, yeah. I believe Eric and I feel I believe Virginia is <sighs> I don't want to say alcoholic. I'll just say alcohol. I won't say the what lick. Is, what? I won't say the what lick yet. I, mean? I I won't say I think she's on the path. 
right? I think I she. I think she should be concerned. I, there we go. Perfect. D- damn, right there. I think she should be concerned. Here's the thing. I watched the ball in a beautiful. Yeah. Shout out to Kev on stage, Miss Kev on stage, Marcus ain't on the gram, and that chick Angel. Shout out to the uh, the ball in the beautiful. Um, literally watched that, and Angel was like, "Yo, we got intel that." Right, we got T and Intel that Virginia was with in a, or in a club kissing another guy allegedly. No. Alle- now here, alleged. Oh, let me say this in the- allegedly kissing another guy that in the club. Okay. Now I don't know if this is facts or 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 fictional. But I'm not surprised if she did. Because Eric is on a plane, flying over the seas and shit. And he like, and, and he like, you know what? I miss my woman. I can't wait to see her while she busting guts up on yeah. the bar. Oh yeah, I can see it. I can, here's the thing though. I can see it too because listen, like a lot of uh I, I feel like I'm coming for my, my girls. But especially when we get that liquid courage, we're a little bit more frisky. Especially those who don't know how to handle it. We're a little bit more frisky than we are when we're not inebriated. And can we be so, and can we keep it a bean real quick? White women when they get a little alcohol are a little bit more frisky. I ain't say nothing. I said it. I sure did. <laughs> Listen, I went to a predominantly white institution. For six years. I have experiences with this shit. Okay? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Black women, when y'all get a little tispy, tipsy, yes, y'all get a little frisky. But see, y'all know how to play it cool and be like, all right, I'm going to wait till, you know, everybody leave and shit and then Some grab his ass. We ain't all saints. Not nah, right, right. I've, Facts. I've, I've seen some Facts. trash. I'm like, I've honey, see- listen, honey, I've seen something in my day. You ain't too. doing it for the culture right now. So Absolutely not. Listen, I got stories on stories. I I know. Trust me. Mm-hmm. You and me both, because I got a, I got a plethora. But I'm like, oh, race. If, sit. If we if if I'm comparing black women to white women when it comes to their drink level and how freaky they get afterward, it's always white women. Period. Because they don't know how to control <laughs> their liquor for shit. Okay, get them a cup. It's a wrap. Get them two. They're done. They're done. Yeah, that, that's horrible. They're done. Du- and then you're not going to. What happened last night? What do you mean? Uh, you should know your limit. If one drink is your limit, take your ass upstairs and go lay down. Mm-hmm. And that's it. See, she should. And li- if you did, if you did eight, Lord. sis, you need to. You need to. You drink need. Some you need to drink to some relax. water. You need to go chill out yourself. Listen, I've been at too many goddamn parties to know. Okay, two no, literally black women are more like, what the hell is she doing, than to sit here and be doing the same thing. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. just like, saying. Sis, you look sloppy. Like sis, mm-hmm. you look sloppy. You look stupid. Like come on now, get, nah. listen, listen. You look sloppy. That's exactly, not cute. exactly. That's not cute. Let's not do that. That's that's ah, mm-hmm. that ain't that ain't it. And so, um. Yeah, that was that was the alleged T intel that we got, and um, I don't know if it's true. I I I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it is true. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't because I don't think initially Virginia found Eric attractive. 
Um, Honestly, I don't think I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah, uh, I believe that Virginia is a young person. Yes, she's uh, twenty six. Minded. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so she's still young-minded. I, I, I'm saying she, yes, she's a young person, but she's young-minded. Yes. She, as much as she has the adult things that make you look like an adult, um, that doesn't mean that you're all adult-like mm-hmm. in mentally, spiritually, physically, blah blah blah. Right. Uh, I don't think she, she's, she's there. So for her to be with someone, and then Eric is very conservative. And and I don't she's know. very how liberal. The they they felt that that match was perfect, but he's his views are very very direct, and the way he speaks very. to her is very very. Mm, I don't know. Very direct, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't know. Like it's very. Like you have to do this and you have to do that, and it's just like that's that's he was the, like because that's such a free like, spirit like her. That's a that, marriage. Like you need you know, to do that. That. Work. that that's a marriage. Like you have to do this. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Like it's a yes. It's a fine line between like this and that. And I've I've been divorced before. Like I. I know, yeah. I know, and I'm like, nigga, no, you don't. You got divorced because if you did, you would. St-. That's not my business. Anyway, let's go yep. to the let's go to the train wreck of the season. Can we get to Chris? Okay, yeah, but can I Paige. say before we get to the goddamn train wreck? Yeah, the 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 freaking what are they called again? The specialists yes. or the uh, the counselors, the doctors, what the hell? The, the counselors, whatever. what yes. the fuck put y'all together? They really messed up this season. They did. Like, they really. Did. They did. And here's like, the thing: the fact that y'all got three marriages out of this, y'all lucky because y'all should have had none. Y'all should have had zero. Zero. Um, I would say the specialists, the counselors, the doctors, however you want to call them, um, pastors, whatever. They really sat here and fumbled this season. I felt like um, they let this season really get out of hand. Um, And I felt Mm -hmm. like because reality TV wasn't really giving us the ratchet that we needed. Because here's the thing. During this pandemic, we haven't really got the ratchetity of the love and hip hops of the Real Housewives, the Potomac, Atlanta, (laughs) all of them, New Jersey, all of them. Like, they still come on. But it ain't like it ain't it ain't hitting like it used to. Right. And so, mm-hmm. when you watch it, Married at First Sight, it's like new Ratchet TV. It's like, mm-hmm. oh! It's civil Ratchet TV. It's no civil, talking. right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a calm Ratchet. It's like, oh. Calm and you wouldn't TV. think, you wouldn't think that Married at First Sight, especially after the last season that they had, would yeah. come like this. And I believe, and I will say this on my platform, that it will be a stain on theirs. Um, for 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 time too. to come, this will be their worst season, but this will probably be their mm-hmm. highest rated season as well. Yes, it will be. I honestly, as a fan, because I've been watching this show for a while, mm-hmm. like I've watched several seasons, I don't feel like watching the following season. Me either. And they already announced it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I don't feel like watching it. I felt like this was a very bad re- representation, a representation of this show. Like, this is not what this show is about. And all the drama that came with it, like, I, it wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that this final couple that we're about to talk about uh, was so disrespectful. And then on top of that, y'all people of color, y'all black people, 
you guys completely misrepresented us Mm -hmm. as a people. And it's just like, it was bad. It was bad. And you, you, the show as well was misrepresented. It was just bad. Mm -hmm. Anyways, go ahead. Um, so the couple that she's talking about, the train wreck, of course, is Chris and Paige. Now, we've been talking about Chris and Paige on, on, on the show for a couple of weeks now since Married at First Sight Season 12 has been on. Um, and to this day, I don't like Chris, period. Period. Um, the way you tell, the way, first of all, when they brought out Pastor Dwight, and I'm like, this is not going to be good. You understand what I'm saying? For y'all to sit there and say, Kevin Fredericks, I believe, who was the, the host of the show, the reunion, for you to sit there and say, and I love you, though. You understand what I'm saying? But I had to sit here and be like, bro, you're doing a little bit too much. Because for you to bring, for y'all to bring that man out knowing that Chris is a blow-up doll... And, and when I mean blow up, dog, this nigga blows up at everything. Okay, this nigga goes. This nigga goes from left to right in two fucking seconds. He goes from zero to one hundred in two seconds. Y'all knew. You knew from the counselors to the producers to the director to Kevin yeah. himself. Y'all knew by bringing Pastor Dwight out on that fucking set with Paige and Chris that it would spark something. Y'all knew that. So the fact that y'all did it anyway and expected something other than what y'all got to me was on the clown part of y'all as a show. Because honestly, and and this is probably the only time that I would agree with Chris, Mm -hmm. is like, yo, I came Mm -hmm. to you as a friend. And you sat there and talked to my woman behind my back without saying anything. Now, given given the situation that was had when Chris was being very disrespectful to Pastor yeah. Dwight, I understood why Pastor Dwight did what he hit. However, if we are cool, if we are friends, you let me. And that's my wife. If my boys ever sat here and was like, yo, I need to. Can I talk to Beth? You need to hit me. Period. Mm-hmm. That needs to. If y'all having a serious conversation like that, you need to hit me. Hey, I'm about to have a conversation with Bev real quick. Is that cool? No problem. Bet. But that was that was communicate. I get it. As a as a communicator, I understand. So y'all cannot expect this man to be civil and calm and crass, 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 crass. Why are you doing this, Chris? Because y'all sat here and let that and played this man when he got up in there. Y'all wanted a reaction out this man. Because Chris has been giving most of the reactions all season. Yes. So y'all expected a reaction. Paige just sitting there looking dumbfounded as hell. And I know a lot of people was like, and she said to herself, oh, I don't want to be looked at as the victim. Or don't look at me as a victim because I'm not a weak woman. Well, that's how you play yourself this whole season. Sorry, not sorry, Paige. You are a beautiful woman. You understand? You got a donk, okay? You should have been out here. Get like you. Sh- you should not be running behind this nigga. Yeah, but and this is where I, I as a woman, 
um, especially, uh, uh, I believe I'm a strong woman, right? Mm -hmm. I know that if a man was to come with that kind of bullshit to my door, that would have been a different story. So I believe that, like I told you before, I believe that Paige wanted to be on camera. Um, I also believe that she really wanted this as well. So as much as she wanted it, she tried. You get what I'm saying? But she allowed herself to be disrespected and humiliated on national television. And she stood there instead of defending herself like the strong black woman that she claims to be. Well, so my 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 like frustration is with Paige. My frustration is not even with Chris. Chris is a dog. He's a dirtbag. It, like this, Fair this is blank. something we've seen on. We we've seen this over and over and over and over. Again. Yeah, he like, was the man at first. This type of man, this toxic masculinity, this he, toxic. We've seen this man. He was the right? man at first. He, sight he ain't new. That's why we said before that he resembles so many, uh, like so many other men that have done this on national television or Stevie similar J. to it. Exactly, Stevie J. Like there's others out there, right? Even that 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 one guy. What was it? He was like a coach, a life coach, or whatever, and he cheated on his wife or something. And oh, you talking about Derek Jackson's? We don't speak that. We don't speak that name on this on this platform. Why do you think I didn't say his name? I don't know his name. We don't. We don't talk. We don't. Um, We don't talk that toxic black man energy over here. That nigga is a trash. Exactly. So my thing is that Chris is 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 that that representation of toxic masculinity right. um a man who has a lot of issues right honey you saw that from day one right and the fact that you didn't check that the way you was supposed to right you actually did a disservice to that man i'm sorry and i'm gonna hold you responsible for it yeah you did a disservice to him because you were supposed to stand right there stand your ground as a strong woman and tell him no this is not going down you know and what if you're trying then. to disrespect me in front of millions, you know what you gotta then. be out your goddamn mind. You know what happened? And I felt like Paige really just let this happen to her. And yes, she's a victim. And now you don't want to be seen as a victim, but honey, you are one now. You don't want to be seen as it, but that's what you are. That's what you made yourself. Or that's what you became, right? Right, right. And it's not cool. And now you have to amend your life because it's not like you're gonna go back on married at first sight and you're gonna get a, a whole new relationship and all that stuff even though they are recording shit now which doesn't make any sense they're really really dragging this season out like okay it's done no other season kept doing this you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. unless those couples that succeeded you would watch like couples came afterwards or you would you would actually see their life but especially something failed mm-hmm. why do we keep why do we want to continue to watch this i know i don't but america does hell yeah and then Paige is still still out there still making herself look like a damn fool listen y'all knowing damn well that these cameras and all these people they were in on it and in on what chris the, whatever the hell chris was doing my th- and you still there yeah yeah here's my thing so I, I don't I, I for me it, it's all on page. Fuck Chris. Chris ain't shit. We know Chris ain't shit. He Facts. he was never shit. Facts. But Paige, you you too smart for this, honey. Yes. Don't let don't let that big ass and that you know well what he called unpretty face, but you are pretty. Don't let that pretty face fool yourself. Don't let all that stuff fool you. I hear you. 
Here's my thing on Paige, though. And I'm about to get in her ass real quick. Because everything you said was 100% right. 1,000. You know what happened, though? You know what happened though, and this is this is a common thing. This not even this not even a surprise thing. This is a common thing. It's that, a mega common. This thing. is a mega mm-hmm. fucking common thing that happens all the fucking time. Because as much as Paige was like, I'm done. I get get the fuck out of my face. You know what happened? Y'all want to know what happened? He had good dick. That's what happened. See, Jacob, this is where you take notes, okay? Ooh. Uh, good dick. You better leave Jake alone. Listen, good dick will make a woman stay no matter how much she hates you. Am I lying? Now, a lot of people can say, Tom, what the fuck you just say? Yeah, and I'm going to say it again. Because I've seen too many goddamn situations of it. I've pulled too many women out of those situations. So let me say that again for all the listeners out there. Paige stayed because Chris was dicking her down like a god. Period. That's it. When a man can sit here and say, yo, you are ugly as fuck to me, because that's how I heard it. Because that's, that, that's, that's exactly how I heard it. That's my, my, that may not be what he said, true. because what he said was, you're not attractive. What I heard was, you ugly as hell. Mm-hmm. That's why I heard. That you was hit. That you was hit. I wasn't attracted to your face. Okay? That meant to me that you ugly as hell. Now, again, you sat here, yelled at this man, kept on, and to, and to, and to Bev's point, literally you want to be on camera. Both of y'all want to be on It's camera time. Of course, this is about to be issued out to the world for millions of people on national television, on the streaming service, all of that shit. Yes, this is about to be out here. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing about everything is that you stayed. You yep. Stayed, and this is what I tell women all the time. You stayed with the foolishness, and you continued to stay. What, like y'all were at the fucking bar and sat here and said, "Hey, let's start over." My name's Paige. I'm Chris. Y'all sounded like two dumbasses. Let's start over. For the what? I'm King Tom. Tell you in your face that he's still in love with his ex. Bruh, about to have a baby with his ex. That should have said that, honey. That that that's honey. Head for the hills. Run. What is wrong? Run. Literally. And then the the fact that they chose to stay together after decision. They sure did. You thought they weren't fucking after decision day? Come on now, y'all. Come on now, y'all. Y'all don't think that it was... Well, people don't know if they was fucking or not, baby. Come on now. Come on. We, we know. We know. We know, we, know we know y'all was doing the dirty do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just... I believe that, like, as much as he treated her like that, uh, Paige right there had a choice to not either to become the victim... Or become or the strong woman that absolutely, she says she is. Absolutely, absolutely. And when you say and to me that he you, disrespected her, it don't. I don't give a fuck what how good 
dick is if you out there and a nigga goes and he calls you unpleasant looking unpleasant ugly yo i he just he really just fucked you up like and he then fucked you over as a woman as a human being you know tell pastor cow and shit like this there. Tells Pastor Cow like, like yo, man, on top yo, of that too, because he said you, that shit to the pastor. Can you? Can you? Ooh, it's, no. it's so many women out here. You couldn't get me like all the. You gonna that tell that to the pastor? He said it to the pastor. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, no. I'm surprised Pastor Dwight didn't whoop his ass. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm surprised she didn't whoop his ass. That's why I'm confused. I know. Listen, all I know is that if. I was Paige. I would have went to jail. That's all I know. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you're not going to sit here and disrespect me. And then on top of that, bring... Yo, he brought his baby mama. He set the both of y'all down. Like, oh, come on. It's, it's a tight-ass, ghetto-ass, hood-ass, whack-ass story. And they just needed ratings. And that's why the fuck all that shit happened. That's and... It. Your page, your, you you set your ass there, and Chris sat his ass there. Chris knew what he was doing, mm-hmm. but Paige, you you honestly you surprised me. And when I hear you say you're a strong woman, I pray to God that you become the strong woman that you say you are. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, and that's it. And that's it. Thanks, babe, for coming on the show and talking about that with me. Of course. All right, baby. Um, I'll see you later. See you later. All right, baby. Peace. Bye, guys. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I got too fast. Um, but yeah, y'all. Like honestly, when it comes to, um, when it comes to like the the all in all, season twelve was a shit show. All in all, season twelve was a shit show. It, it was it was it was it was the shittiest shit show of shit shows when it came to Married at First Sight. Of all 12 seasons, I believe that, and I haven't even watched all 12 seasons, but I am just going based off of this season, that this season was their worst season, the highest rated season, period. Um, Before we get out of here and go to the second half of the show and take our break, we're going to talk The Shop, HBO. Now, The Shop is on um, uh, HBO, of course. It is um, produced and ran by um, Maverick Carter and LeBron James, um, the uh, uninterrupted LLC and everything. So... They had, usually they have some dope interviews with some great people, you know, celebrities, athletes, um, uh, musicians, uh, executives, music, is that people that are in really in the the culture when it comes to things. So he had Jay-Z, Bad Bunny, um, I think Bad Bunny's manager, um, of course LeBron and Maverick are there, um, and then uh, I... I don't know and this ah, i hate this i don't know the woman who was um on the show but she's a wnba champion i've actually seen her face a couple times and um i just feel like you know that that particular shop episode was really really good Uh, i think we really needed it because the shop didn't really come out with an episode since the barack obama episode and so um we were definitely looking forward to i think i was Right, um, looking forward to Jay Z and Bad Bunny being in the same arena. Um, listening and hearing Bad Bunny love, um, express his love for wrestling 
because if y'all didn't know, Bad Bunny was literally a, a wrestler for a long, for a minute, right? He he got into it and everything like that, and uh, he talked about it, right? Um, and they asked him like, you know, what where does the confidence come from when you do the things that you do? Because I didn't know Bad Bunny until really I got to New York and met my girlfriend. She loves Bad Bunny, right? Bev loves Bad Bunny, and so I didn't know Bad Bunny was doing the the whole. Um, cross-dressing hair and all of that shit to make a statement to make a point for things right to to bring awareness to uh issues that's happening in his community and so i fuck with that right and 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 from and from that point on and listening to bad bunny you feel me like every time i hear bad bunny i'm like yo that's my guy He, he about to he about to go off um so um you know, to hear that interview was really, really good. I think y'all should go check it out. Um, Jay was dropping gems. Um, I think they asked him what was his best album to him. Um, and his response was Reasonable Doubt or The Blueprint, right? Like he said, like Reasonable Doubt was like his... He, he knew that his pen was solid, right? Like he knew like throughout that album you hear my life but it was the he said but the blueprint though sonically and kind of lyrically it, it it infused everything a lot more so and listening to um blueprint because i really didn't listen to reasonable doubt i know a lot of new yorkers are like what the fuck is wrong with you um but the blueprint was that shit um and i listened to the blueprint two and three and so um and that's what that's actually when i started to really get into jay-z have like for real um and then you know because i'm not the biggest jc fan and it's not to say i don't like his music but i really he came out during the time i was like two years old right i wasn't listening to jc you know what i'm saying so um you know it, it was an error thing but you know i think that he was definitely dropping gems i think everybody was definitely dropping gems in that in that interview and so you guys should go check it out and everything like that all right guys we um i'm gonna take a five minute break and then we'll be back with our amazing amazing interview um and collab episode with the um mental matters podcast with my boys uh jarell and rich so excited to do that let's give them a hand clap of praise and uh and everything before we get on you know what I'm saying? So we're going to take a five-minute break, and then we will be back. This is the Opinion Brother Podcast with your boy, Tyler Pie Guy. Episode 171, we will be back. Y'all. Come on, recording in progress. What's going on, everybody? And welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Opinion Brother Podcast with your boy, Tyler Pie Guy. What is this, episode 171? Uh, we're in the second half of the show, and... Listen, I'm 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 super excited to have these two brothers on the podcast. Finally, okay, finally. Like I don't know why it took so long. Maybe I was hating the Zoom calls and shit like that because I am zoomed out. I don't know about y'all, but a brother is zoomed out. But I had to get these two brothers on the show. I know when the show actually comes out and airs on Tuesday uh, via audio that. Um, we will be, you know, in June, but I wanted to get these two brothers on because, um, they are two of two brothers who literally advocate for mental health, um, particularly in the black community and still because mental health awareness month, I couldn't go without having an episode talking about mental health, particularly black mental health 
with one of the most prominent platforms. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay, prominent platforms that discuss, advocate, and are active when it comes to mental health. I am here with Jarrell and Rich, the host of the Mental Matters Podcast. What's going on, fellas? What up, though? What up, though? <laughs> What's happening? Listen, we was off camera just catching up, man, because they had me on their Mental Matters Podcast, I believe, a year or two ago, and I loved it. I loved being in the space. I loved just... We've been, we've been cool before we even, like, sat down and been on each other's podcast. Um, what has it been over, what, three, four years now? Is that about that time? Like, we yeah. came out around the same time with both of our podcasts. And before we actually get into anything, I just want to give respect to you two and your flowers. Because when we talk about Black mental health, Especially to like, I, I don't think uh, people understand like two black men talking about black mental health. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I've, mm-hmm. I've people see that as a trend, and it's and it's not. I we, we see that trending so much nowadays. Everything is a trend, but when we talk about it, when we have deep conversations, when we have intellectual thinking about black mental health, it is YouTube that I always reference because y'all come with the facts. Y'all come with the stats. Y'all even come with people who are black therapists, black psychologists on your show. You understand what I'm saying? You have been featured on so many platforms that it's just like, I know these guys. I know these guys with their own day jobs, right? Like Rich is an engineer. You understand what I'm saying? Jarrell, engineer and realtor. You understand what I'm saying? Like these men do... They have their own lives, right? And because their podcast has blown up so much, it's like, I know you guys have to give more time and attention. And the fact that you guys continue to stay consistent and give that time and attention to us, I just have to give y'all praise and give y'all y'all flowers, man, before we get into everything. So thank you, guys. We appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? That's it. You know? Thank you. I am trying to do better with accepting compliments. So I'm just <laughs> Cause you was cringing. You was cringing. So like, <laughs> listen, I'm just trying to make sure that people minds ain't crusty, man. That's the, really the whole premise That's of it. it. That's and it. when it comes to mental health, I mean, I think the biggest thing to remember is while it always ends up being the common denominator of a lot of, uh, Black men's traumas, Black men's issues, our behaviors, things of that nature. It's a lot to unpack. It's life's experiences. It's, you know, just navigating as a Black man. It's social injustice. It's racial injustices. It's, um, you know, Panasonic TV outside and health disparities with that. Um, So it's a lot. If you're a Black man, you just know it's a lot being a Black man. So... (laughs) We just come from that perspective, and um, you know, as long as we got jerk chicken, we good. That's, That's it. it. That's it. Give me the jollof rice, please. I need it. I mean, that's I'm working on learning that recipe, bro. Uh, real right now. Hey, listen, jerk chicken. To all my opinion, to all my opinionators out there, to to the Tob family, let me just say that. And and I believe Rich can agree too is that Jarrell is not only a realtor, former engineer. You understand? Well, still engineer. You feel me? 
but he burns the griddle. <laughs> right? Like, burn. and see, if, if you're new to the word burn, it's not burning food. No, no, no. Okay, when we say burn, oh, we mean he's cooking the shit out of that motherfucker. That motherfucker gonna be fantastic <laughs> by the end. By the time he sliced that brisket on the... Listen. <laughs> that part, what? listen. Not only does he put it down on the grill, he picks it up. Oh, okay. That's it. That's the most important part. That's it. <laughs> that is. That's it. That's it. Jarrell, like, who, first of all, who taught you how to cook, bro, like that? Like, who wants uh, to be on the grill like that? Because every time you post a picture, I'm like, can he mail a plate here? <laughs> That's it. Like, can he mail a plate to me? I know that probably one of the UPS or USPS workers going to be like, hmm. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't mind this being eaten. You're right. <laughs> Who told you how to burn like that, bro? Uh, it was just um, growing up with my dad, just seeing mm-hmm. him start the fire uh, all the time. Uh, and then just, just watching how my mom would like season the meat and pull the membrane off the ribs. So it kind of came from both of them. Yeah. And then um, I went through a trial and error. I first moved out, probably like my first two times lighting up the grill. I was like, nah, this ain't it. <laughs> I just had to like actually like take my time to be patient. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. Patience is the key with grilling. So yeah, that's that's the number one thing, just being patient. Oh. But yeah, I learned from my mom about that. So so a real estate agency and and uh and um barbecue barbecue pit is what we is what we coming with in 2020 barbecue you know i'm just saying you know i'm i'm just throwing it out there you understand what i'm saying i'm just throwing it into the universe right that's it that's it that's all i'm doing right For sure um so fellas before we actually you, i'll keep saying before we get into everything but i want the tlb family knows pretty much who you guys are i talk about i think i talk about your podcast more than probably any other podcast that I listen to or anything. But for those who don't know, gas yourselves, guys. Let them let them know what the Mental Matters podcast is, where it came from, and how it started. Sure. Um, so, you know, it all started on July 9th, 1980. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> dead. Back in 2017, uh, me and Jarrell had an important discussion, and it was not anything based on the podcast that's the funniest thing wow really um yeah absolutely not it actually started with a a turkey bacon bravo at panera bread and (laughs) talking about a a community men's forum if you will Mm -hmm. um i think jarell you had posted a facebook status or something it was like how would it be to get like uncle husbands pastors etc together to you know curate a community for black men to you know share a space right and I was like, DM me, bro, like, now. And we had already, like, went to school together and we see each other in passing. It's always been positive vibes between us. Um, but from that DM, um, I've literally, <laughs> I am I would say adopted, but I'll say I've stolen Jarell. It's like one of my best friends and brothers because <laughs> he's literally just been that, you know what I'm saying? And that's how we kind of built this whole thing up. Um, we decided from a men's forum to uh, a joke of a play, just say, let's make it into a podcast and mm-hmm. see if it takes off, see if it does anything, see if it sticks. 
And, you know, so dedicated to, you know, black men that may not speak about their things, to black men that are trying to live everyday life, Absolutely. have been plagued with toxic masculinity. Yes. And, you know, since uh, we started the podcast officially in April 2018, um, it's been shooting shots and saying, hey, uh, you know, CEO of Henry Health now, Hurtlap, or or, hey, really dope black psychologists and therapists, or um, even recently, hey, my brother from you know Michigan area who has a film about you know black men and mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, how can we just reach out to people and curate you know more black men speaking about their things? And right. that's how this whole podcast journey started. And so it's been one of the best three years thus far of my life. Um, just being a part of this podcast and being a founder of it. And, you know, also looking at different avenues, looking at, you know, I kind of idolize you, Ty, when it comes to the whole uh, podcast network, things of that nature, if you curated. And, um, you know, for us, you know, kind of getting that whole nucleus underway with uh, Thought by the Man, um, you know, featuring the Mental Matters podcast, and um, the Melanated Budget, if you will. Um, just really kind of giving things for our culture to think about when it comes to, you know, women in STEM, when it comes to, um, well, Black women in STEM, let's be clear, because that was a conversation yesterday. Um, when it comes to Black men speaking about their mental health things, and even further, you know, Black people actually budgeting and getting their finances together. Right. So, you know, that's all we're all about is progression of the culture, and, um, you know, this is just one leg of it, so... More to come. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know what? In the three years that you guys have, um, and I can't believe it's, it's already like almost what four years now. Like it, it'll be. Um, we just celebrated three um, in April. Three, not too long. Got to be four. Yeah. Like uh, when you know it, literally, like next year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was crazy because I remember you in in twenty. What was it like? I was probably like maybe. One, two, three, four, five. I want to say about uh, 80 episodes into the opinionated brother when you hit me. Mm-hmm. Bro, starting a podcast and I need, I, I, I just want to know X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay. Well, this, is this is Y and this is Z. There you go. Like, and, you, and, it was, and it was beautiful to see because first of all, um, at the time in 2019, and that I mean 2018 when y'all first started, nobody was talking about mental health or for real, for real, advocating on a local level in a sense. Because every every time I heard about black mental health and you know black men mental health and black women mental health, it was always on a main kind of mainstream platform, right? And so mm-hmm. when you guys brought it to our attention, it was like. One, it was very untraditional of how we have heard people talk about mental health. Because when when I hear podcasts that talk about mental health, it is so just somber. It is just, it is it, not fun. It's very sterile. It's very sterile. It's stale. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, you got to have a certain type of energy when you have those type of episodes. Like, it's just like, ooh, it's going to be a gunky type of day. Like, nah. Like, you guys brought fun. Right? And it was a certain type of energy that y'all got. Y'all laughing about. 
because I don't think people understand when you laugh, that is a certain type of healing. That's it. You understand? When you laugh, when you cry. Yeah. Yes. So when y'all brought that aspect in a, in a very, very, very vulnerable space too, right? I, I, I immediately was like, they're about to change the game. And I'm going to say it on my podcast, okay? Because they know how I get that. I'm going to say it on my podcast. Every podcast that has come after you guys, and I'm going to say it, has literally snatched your blueprint. Mm. When it comes to talking about mental health, and I don't care if it's just, you know, general mental health, can be black mental health, can be Asian mental health. Everybody that I've come across, whether that be YouTube, audio form, some type of talk space form when it comes to mental health, there is a sense of now energy that needs to be brought. And I believe that you guys are contributors to that. Because like I said before, there weren't a lot of spaces where you can just talk about mental, everybody like, oh, we gotta talk about mental health. No, because we have to. <laughs> That's a thing. When y'all said like, yo, black mental health is an actual thing. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. I'm like, seriously, it's a thing. I don't, I don't know why people act like this is not. What was the reaction? Because I've always wanted to ask y'all this. What was the reaction when you guys first put out Mental Matters? Was it a positive reaction? Was it a negative reaction? Was it like a half and half reaction? And then going in, you know, going like maybe, let's say 20, 15 episodes in, how did that change their perspective or the people's perspective? Um, I don't know. So for me and, and Jarrell, your your opinion may be different. I definitely I want to hear more from so from you. Definitely, but definitely. For me, uh, it was I didn't know how it was going to be received. I didn't really create expectations for it. Right. You know what I'm saying. Your expectations. Because I think the I'm not going to say imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say that the fear of not knowing how, you know, good your product would be when you have other podcasts that came before you, such as the Opinionated Brothers, such as um, The Read, such as like The Friend Zone, Um, you know, just really dope Black people doing these type of things already. It's like, you automatically think to measure yourself against that. Mm -hmm. And I think from that, it was just like, I mean, do we got the right equipment, you know, Right. I gotta invest all this money to do it. How do I get it on Apple Podcasts? How do I do these things? And I realized I knew the people that do this already between yeah. you and some uh, other, like, you know, Nesby friends, even. And they were just like, oh, no, all you need to do is this boom, bap, boom. And I was just like, oh, look at that. That's it. <laughs> I, told, I told people at first, I was like, yo, and, and here's the thing. Like, for me, I'm like, if you really wanna start a podcast, use your phone. If you don't have the money to get your equipment, if you don't have the money right now to get anything, start on your phone. When I said that, people looked at me like I was fucking nuts. I looked at you like you were nuts. Like, everybody looked at me like I was... I'm sorry, what? My phone? What is? What the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, well, if you don't have an equipment, what are you... And if you don't have the money to do it, and if iPhone literally has a voice recorder... 
or your Android. I think Why? at that time, I'm like, I think fuck? at that time, I think I literally, I think I literally created our logo stuff from Android phone. <laughs> and I'm saying I'm like I. It's funny how people not nowadays. You know, y'all, as we know, as as seasoned veterans in this podcast game, we now see that podcasting is now the 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 thing. It is the thing now. Everybody and their mama, sister, brother got something to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. The great thing about us, though, and I love it, and this is why I hope, pray that if we can stay in this industry, even if it changes, that would be great. Um, that we, that we have content that is worth something for the people. You understand what I'm saying? For our listeners. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I always got from you guys. It was never content that sat here and was jivial or trivial, right? Because a lot of podcasts nowadays are just starting podcasts, just to start podcasts, Right. Based that on quarantine, based that on COVID, based that being on in the house and everything, you need something to do. Okay, cool. No problem. Right. But I always told people, I'm like, podcasting is not something to fret over. This is a, this is kind of like a job in a sense. And if you put your full time into it, it is a job. Even if you're part-time, equipment, edit. If you do edit, equipment, edit, sound check, mic check. Um, I said, if you touring in podcasting, this can be like, you're a musician, you're a creator, you're everything all in one. You're a producer, you're a host, you're the sound guy, you're the check guy, you're the, you're, you're the, uh, 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 what, what does Joe button say? The, the screen man, you're everything, right? You're, you're everything. And so the fact that you guys literally was like, yo, I'm gonna ask for help. Nobody asks for help. Black man one-on-one. Right? Like, who asked for help? Yo, literally, black man one-on-one. Who asked for help? And I was like, oh, my man's asked for help. Because when I got into it, everybody just kept asking me, how you start a podcast? How you start a podcast? How you start a podcast? When I tell you, Rich, Rail, like, that was the irritating, the most irritating question for a long time, still most irritating question. How you start a podcast? How you start a podcast? How you start a podcast? I would literally be like, right here. This phone, okay? I'm going to show you, okay? You go to the voice recorder, huh? And you press the record button, huh? And you start to talk. That's it. That's it. That's all you need to do, for real. If you you really want, if you really bought it, but I'm like, okay, do do, do what you want to do. And I've seen people just stop because, again, their mental health is not completely right to start this podcast. And so I see you guys as like, I just see y'all as, 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 and this may be a little, this may be a little over-exaggerated, but I see y'all as literally the pie fathers of Black men. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I heard it put that way. <laughs> like I'm, 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 I'm sorry if that offends any black mental health spaces out there. I'm not, I, and I'm not saying that there aren't other platforms out there that I check out and that I watch and that I read. But I come to the Mental Matters podcast because it talks and discuss real 
time and real world issues when it comes to black mental health in such an energetic way. Like you two can get on the podcast and be like, yo, how was your day? Man, my day was fucked up. <laughs> and y'all just thought, oh, it, it is go. It is go. It is, it's, a, it's a go. Right off the bat, it's a go. Like, ah, my day wasn't good. Like, let me, let me break this down for you. And it's just like, yo, that type of vulnerability, you don't see. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. And that's just what we discuss on the camera. Bro. Like, on love the it. recording. Right. Um... You know, there's many discussions me and Jarrell have off. And it's just like, how the hell y'all still maintain life after that? It's just like, you know, you probably that. speak to that. The conversation. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry, Jarrell. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, I know you asked the question earlier to Rich. Like, what was, you know, some yeah, of like, the apprehension we may have had before? I think the one that I had, it wasn't necessarily like, would the people rock with it? Or were we added something valuable? I felt like. I don't know. I felt like, you know, it was so much at that time, like everybody was a SoundCloud rapper that I felt like so many people were getting views and listens. I'm like, somebody gonna rock with us because this other stuff sometimes be trash. So I wasn't worried about adding value, but I think the um, apprehension for me was making sure that we had like the experts lined up and, and, and trying to build a connection with them so that they could like, in a sense, like validate our podcast and our entire reason for even being you know um because richard and i like from episode one we were saying we we're not the experts <laughs> but we're just too black like, and i love that y'all say that making a connection yeah exactly. yeah i love yep. that like y'all we were not then we are not now <laughs> knowing <laughs> knowing what like just me just knowing what i go through and the things that i need you know when it comes to therapy when it comes to counseling etc right, right. I do not want to be an expert in mental health. I am good. I rather continue to be an advocate. Right. And I think that is the most important thing. Our podcast serves as us being mental health advocates, black men advocates, and mm-hmm. quite frankly, jerk chicken advocates. Let's just be real. Period. In the <laughs> grand scheme of these things, is we're advocating for you know better black men, we're advocating for better mental health, and we are uh-huh. advocating for any and everyone that think they can challenge Jarrell in a jerk chicken contest. Step it up, let's go. <laughs> I will say I'm having a little bit of imposter syndrome. The more people that I meet that are part Jamaican or are Jamaican, oh. I'm like, you know what? I can't uh, compete. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that to myself. <laughs> He said, I'm not even about to put myself out there like that. Jarrell, I got faith in you, bro. Absolutely. You burn the kitchen, bro. I got faith. You already told me what you would do differently with a spatchcock uh, chicken. So, I mean, like, I know you good. I ain't gonna worry about it. Yo, I seen your 7-Up cake, bro. Stop playing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stop playing, bro. (laughs) I ain't made one of them in a minute. You know what I'm saying? Stop playing, bro. Like, it's it's, the fact that y'all, first of all, Come on the show so vulnerable, so open, so honest. And the guests that y'all bring on, I think, I think that I think coming on y'all guys' podcast, I was super comfortable, super just like, oh yeah, we in here. I'm with my bros. Like it was, Mm -hmm. it felt mad comfortable because when you again, when you come into a space that is talking about mental health, it is always more somber. It is just stale. And so coming into you guys' space, it was a lot of comfortability. Do you guys get that from most of your guests or all of your guests that come on your show? 
Yeah, I think for for the most part, we, we never really had anybody that was kind of just like out of whack or like wasn't like vibing with us. Um, we always, uh, for the most part, before we even like press the record button, you know, we fill each other out. And then from there, it's like mm-hmm. somehow like the all of the enzymes and the gels, they start to mesh or whatever. So <laughs> I don't think it's ever been a time where um, Rich or I was just like, uh, how did that go? And it was like, uh, that was terrible. Like, I don't right. think that's, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. I hear that. Rich, you got anything? I think it's the Kanye in me. And um, I, I advocate for Kanye because I think he's a black man that has mental health issues. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I think it's the Kanye in me because I always want every ever since we started, I want everything to be better, everything to be perfect, right? And that's just the when you create things, you, you know what that means. So I have to really like take a step back and that's why I post check with Drill. Like, how did it go? Like, do you think it was this? It was that. Drill's like, I didn't think of none of that. I think you did. Just calm down, man. <laughs> Bring it down. Just <laughs> right, I'm going to chill because I'm the, I'm pretty much the yang, if you will, between us. And he's like the, and hey, that's what yo, it is. Like, <laughs> and that's what it is. Jarrell is more of the calm one. Yeah, understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The more chick, Rich will be like, yo, we, okay, I got I to gotta, gotta make sure every, but I get it because I'm saying, I got, I'm the same way. I'm a, I'm a yin. I got to calm myself down sometimes. And then, you know, when I get hyped, it, it, it just happened like that. You're the yin and the yang. That's, I can only imagine what goes on um, between the locks of yours. Like, I would go crazy. Oh, my. And you know what? A lot of people have said, like, you crazy. I was like, you're right. I'm a little insane to keep <laughs> what the fuck I'm doing. You understand what I'm saying? Like, just it, it's just real. Like, you got to be a little crazy. You got to be a little nutcase in your head, and if you want to put it like that, to do what I'm doing, right? Um, and I feel like y'all kind of got to have a, just a smidge to do what y'all doing. Again, because bringing Black mental health to a and 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 having such a, a a prominent and big platform that you guys have um that has grown to have the likes of Amanda Seals reshare your things and everything like that. Like how was that feeling? Okay, because I wanted to get into that. Yes, people, my my guys, I'm not I'm gonna say they know her, but I don't know if they know her. But listen, okay. Amanda Seals not only reshared it, posted all of that. I believe she talked about y'all on her on her podcast. I don't know for sure, but I thought I heard it. Okay. <laughs> well, if she did, I want to hear that episode because I ain't hear like, that. I, I believe. Yeah, you know, I ain't heard but, that. <laughs> um, how was that moment? Because I remember Rich sending me that. I was like, no. <laughs> What? Because we all listen. We all have a, a love for Amanda Seals, whether we agree or disagree. Anything that she mm-hmm. says, we have a genuine love for Amanda. And when Amanda reshared it, I fanned out for you. Like I was like, ah! I was I was over here excited, ecstatic. I'm sitting over here like, yo, they have been featured in Detroit. One of the biggest things that I, 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 I loved about you guys, not just with the Amanda Seals thing, but when you guys um, had the convention, the Nesby convention, Rich. Yeah. And not only did Nesby say, hey, we want you guys to be on the panel, but we also want you to bring your podcast to the convention. How was that moment? Like, 
Give me the Amanda Seals moment and then give me the convention moment. Because I feel like those were two moments I'm like, did they make it? <laughs> I feel like they made it. That's it. That's it. Um, it was some, both were very humbling. And yes. I'm speaking very candidly here. It was, to me, it was very, very humbling because you never really, when you come into a situation like the Mental Matters podcast uh-huh. or podcasting and creating in general, you know, my, my creative, my creative juices were high, right? but my expectations were, I'm not going to say they were low, but they were, they didn't match that, that creative input, if you will. Right. And so I don't know even how uh, the likes of, well, I'll start with the Nesby 45 piece, the, the annual convention for Nesby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really about who you connect yourself with. Right. You know, like-minded people, great people, things of that nature. And, you know, it was part of the committee and it was just like, you know, we were thinking of like, what new innovative content can we bring to this convention besides the general workshops, et cetera. Right. And it was just like, well, I mean, on this whole committee, we have a grand total of like, um, three podcasts, a bunch of creatives that we know. Why don't we just have someone called a creatives lounge? Yeah. And it's just a lounge dedicated to those that create things. Right. Whether that be um, logo designs, whether that be clothing designs, whether that be people, you know, if you out here whipping butters, uh, body butters, if you will. Right. Um, people who create podcasts. Right. And once we just kind of pitched it, it was just like, oh, no, that's a great idea. We already love it. We are. We heard your podcast. We already love it. And I was like, what? <laughs> For real? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, and so just to parallel that, you know, between that, you know, being heard and featured on the Friend Zone podcast by one of our Detroit Zone, uh, Dustin Ross. Yeah, shout out to Dustin. Big up to the friend zone. Actually, it's a parallel story with that. Um, <laughs> but I answer the thing about Amanda. Uh, I don't know how in the hell she heard the Mental Matters podcast at all. I don't know if she was Googling it one day, et cetera. But um, to me, that was the confidence that I needed to say, all right, we're reaching people. Let's keep this yeah, ball rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jarrell get some more jerk chicken because it's going to be a long ride. <laughs> Just being quite <laughs> frank. Um, you know, friends of mine reached out to me and was just like, yo, um, Dustin featured y'all, you know, shout out y'all on the Mental Matters podcast, I mean, on the Friends on Podcast. And that was full circle because I remember in tw- mid-2017, uh-huh. um, if not earlier that summer, there were two things I heard. One, it was, I think that was the summer of 444. One of the best albums Jay-Z's ever produced, written, put mm-hmm. together, et cetera. That whole curation was great. But it wasn't the album. It was the footnotes. It was the videos he recorded with like mm-hmm. Chris Paul and other Black men, things that nature, just talking about their things. Right. And I remember a specific episode on the Friend Zone. They were talking about, you know, wouldn't it be dope if like Black men like, you know, curated that space, like where they can lean on each other, be there for each other, et cetera, blah, they sleep. Mm-hmm. And back on my head, I was like, yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> well, look at that. Come and, uh, you know, I remember uh, <laughs> Hey Fran Hey saying it and Dustin, you know, advocated for it, et cetera. And um, to fast forward to that 
<laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. It's really crazy. 2018, I think <laughs> I went to. Was that the summer Essence Fest I think I went to? Yes, I think so. And when I went to Essence Fest, we had already started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, myself, some of our other close friends we used to work with, et cetera. I used to work with, she still does. But we went to the Reed live show mm-hmm. in New Orleans. And I ran into, for the second time in my life, into Dustin. Mm-hmm. Dustin Ross. And, you know, beforehand, he came to Detroit, I think, like, 2018, for another live show I went to for the Reed. Mm-hmm. And since I was like, hey, you know, we just was kicking. It wasn't like a fanboy thing, which is like, I'm right. from Detroit. I'm from Detroit. What's popping? And I was told him about the podcast. He's like, oh, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah, you know, keep that junk going. Do that junk. We need more of that. And in 2019, at the Nesby Commission, he was our host for the the Golden Torch Awards. Mm-hmm. And being, you know, being around that, we all linked up, chatted with him, sent him. He was like, yo, you know, y'all podcast, though, you know, send me that. I want to shout y'all out. <laughs> no, I was just mm-hmm. like, well, all right, cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, this full circle, man, it was just so many instances in which I think every now and then, you need that sign or that reminder that you're on the right path. Yeah. And ironically, it all started for me um, listening. To, first off, I wasn't listening to podcasts. Let's be real. Um, but you know, I heard the weed. When I heard the friend zone, it sparked my interest a little bit more. So just from that initial episode in 2017, if you knew where I was going through in 2017, you'd be like, "This is full circle for you." 2017, having a check in. 2018 with Dustin. To keeping going, having a live show in 2019, seeing Dustin again, him shouting us out, Amanda Shield, Amanda Seal shouting us out. It was just like a drill. I think I think we got something going. Y'all got something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, just all the previous guests, we still, you know, if you listen, we still love y'all. We appreciate you guys. And uh, you know, we we're gonna see five years, six years, seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eight. man. I, I I see I see the Mental Matters podcast being a, a whole type of, of a thing. Like it may not even be a podcast form anymore after a certain time. I think it'll be like a Mental Matters, you know, forum or it's gonna be the community. We are still we are right. You know what I'm saying? We are, you know being a part of the Mental Matters community is just like you know you guys have have continuously grown so much. Um, it's it's amazing to 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 be a part of the growth. I'm humbled to be a part of the community, um, and I'm humbled to know you too. You understand what I'm saying? Um, because y'all have kept me on my toes, right? Let let's keep that a bean. Y'all have kept me on my toes, like and and thank you for the flowers. I really I don't know if I I, I said thank you for the flowers and and the shout out like I do. Um, the thing with me is I look at everybody else and I'm like, yo, they killing it. They are killing it. Like, I'm like, they're fucking killing it. And it keeps me on my toes. I want everybody to succeed, period. That's, that's just what it is. And it keeps me on my toes when I continuously see, I continuously hear, I continuously watch you guys, um, just get better and just get richer, right? No pun intended, right? And, <laughs> and so, and so, 
it's it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, it's a beautiful thing to see two black men really just get into the depths of 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 um, of mental health. A uh, couple more questions before we get out of here. It's been a year since George Floyd's um, uh, murder. How have you guys been processing uh, that? And with all that has been going on, since, you know, since then, how have your mental health been in processing this and, and again, so much that is going on in 2021? Um, for me, um, like, I always tell Rich, and like I mentioned on our podcast, that like when, when, when that stuff happens, I tend to like shun it at first, mm-hmm. and I and I tend to like open up to it when I feel like I'm ready to um you know read about it or hear what happened. Um, but o- over the past year of you know the pandemic and, and the unrest, two pandemics basically, um, yeah, I would say it, it felt. It felt like a little, like how Richard said in our podcast, we were able to breathe after that verdict came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of like a, a sigh of relief. But like while we were there, like waiting for like what the verdict to be announced, I think we were just like like clinching and like locking our jaw and like yeah. it was it was really intense, you know. Um, but you know, since since that verdict came out, it, it has been kind of like a, a sigh of relief. Um, but still, like pressure needs to be applied. I still know that like what this country was built on. I still understand that I'm a minority and I'm black in a country that wasn't built for me or had plans for me. So I'm not necessarily like breathing a relief, like, okay, everything is going to be the way it's supposed to be. Cause I know that everything takes time and there's still people here who don't want us to, you know, be here. So, um, but we were able to excel, you know, over, over the past year after the verdict came out. Rich? In addition to that, Mm-hmm. Um, while it shouldn't have taken this tragedy for you know me to do this, um, you know life for me ain't been no crystal stair at all. So Amen. when the whole experience, let's start with George Floyd himself. You know, rest in peace to the king. Um, mm-hmm. To those that fell even around that time, you know Breonna Taylor. Let's make sure we say their names. Um, sure, Sandra Bland, yeah. uh, Trayvon. Absolutely. Armand Arbery. Um, well, I can't even remember right now. It's not even disrespectful. So many. It's like, yo, you. It, it's heavy. It's heavy. Um, George Floyd and those other names were the reasons I started therapy. So I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for their lives. I'm thankful for their unwilling sacrifice, if you will. Yeah. Um, to give credit to that because I don't think if those experiences happened, I think if those experiences didn't happen, I don't know if I would have got the therapy I needed at that time. Mm. Um, you know, we were walking straight in the midst of a COVID-19, of a health pandemic, seeing disparities between you know, our culture when it came to getting access to proper health care and timely access to health care. Uh-huh. Um, affordability, that's the issue as well. And, um, you know, so when that whole thing happened, you know, with first with Brianna and with George and all that stuff. Like Jarrell mentioned, it was very heavy. You know, it was just like, I didn't know how to address it. I mean, we could talk about it on the pod, but I didn't know if that would address it for me. Right. Um, and just going through the other things I went through with my mom and losing my parents years ago, obviously. Right. Um, that was enough for me to find a therapist. And 
I'm going to say it here. I'm going to say it loud because we're talking about mental health awareness, if you will. Not only do all people need therapy, not only do all black people need therapy, black men, we need therapy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's not to talk about you getting your business, but I think that any and everyone that attends therapy can get something out of it, especially if you find somebody that relates to you. Right. Um, But so, yeah, so even fast forward, you know, to getting started therapy in July of 2020, Mm -hmm. um, taking that all the way basically to Christmas slash January, if you will. Um, you know, just going to therapy opened up so many doors for me. Um, both my personal self when I came to growing the podcast, if you will, because I feel as if when you, you have a platform and you're advocating for a black man in mental health and going to therapy, etc., they don't want to hear that from somebody that ain't been through it themselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, I had imposter syndrome, I dealt with a non clinical, but uh know about with you know approaching depression if you will yeah really exploring you know why i felt depressed why i was sad about certain things why does you know george floyd's passing hit different um why does a guilty verdict make me feel a little bit better it's a little bit right because that's that's a drop in the bucket from all the bloodshed hello that's that's that part um but you know, I, I'm thankful for George Floyd, George Floyd's legacy, um, not for his passing, but definitely for what it, what he means to the culture. Absolutely. And uh, as we go into June and get into Juneteenth, I will definitely be celebrating Juneteenth more spiritually and get into all the strawberry sodas Amen. and all the barbecue things because <laughs> we need to embrace them. We need to embrace not only our culture, our know our existence our being but it's mm-hmm. you know it's our health too so long-winded answer but no, not at all not at all i think i think and i don't like when people say long-winded answers like i'm like no talk your shit yeah. i said it <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? it ain't long-winded talk your shit do you understand what i'm saying this is the yeah. one, and this is the platform when we talk our shit so it's just like you, know, <laughs> shit. you understand what I'm saying? Shit. You know, because it's like it, it, the therapy is is it, 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 it it's something I haven't tapped into yet, but I know I will. Period. Like that's 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 just period. I know that I will tap into it very, 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 very soon. Um and it is I think when we have men like you rich and jarell who advocate and then not only advocate go um to therapy to talk through the trauma past trauma because i think what what um a lot of people don't understand is that black men do have trauma um we we go through our our mental battles and i think because we are men and because we have so much strength and because we can put a face to it and just smile through it um mm-hmm. that you know everything is copacetic and you know people say ah your feelings you know are valid and they're things like that i've always been an advocate for you know what my f- black men's feelings are valid whether you agree or disagree with them not, uh, or not their feelings and how they express themselves is very valid mm-hmm. and i never try to shun out any black men specifically when it comes to them telling me how they feel 
because one thing that I learned over this past four years is that black men have become more vulnerable. Black men are becoming more vulnerable. I've been a vulnerable black man most of my life. That's just what it is. The fact that I see so many of a lot of my OGs too, I have to give credit to them, right? As hard asses as they are, as like rock solid, you know, not even crying. You know, I'm going to hit the bottle, bro. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you already know. Come on. Like, we, we, we know this. When you see your uncle sitting there crying on your shoulder about some about some shit with no alcohol in his system, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. this, this is this is happening, right? And so mm-hmm. I, all, I try not to I try not to be like, no, talk your shit. Like it's not long, like talk your shit because people need to hear this. We need to hear like, yo, this shit is fucking us up because I know it it it, it, it has fucked me up in the brain to where I'm like, okay, you know what? Like my mom called me, she always calls me and is like, hey, did you get life insurance? Like, hey, did you, did you, did you get some life insurance yet? I'm like, yes, my I'm I'm good. Okay, cool. Because I'm in a new city, big city, Mm -hmm. and she's not two hours away. So her anxiety level has now, even though I'm grown, skyrocketed. And she's seeing all these young black boys mm-hmm. murdered every mm-hmm. single year not 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 just every single day right but every single year it's, it's multitudes of black men young old middle aged that are getting gunned down uh for no reason and black women black people period and it's like it puts a it puts a worry and i was like at first i was like nah i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it Right, I'm like, I'm good. Ah. Right, let me go. But then it got to a point where I'm like, oh, I see where she's going with this because it's like, yo, we're dying. And it's not of natural causes. It's not because we lived a, a great long life and, and, you know, we're just going in our sleep. No, 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 no. We're getting gunned down very easily. And, and very short in our lives and it, and, it, and it takes a mental toll on you. So I appreciate you, Rich and Real, for literally sitting here saying like, yes, we go to therapy. Yes, we, we sit here and we have to talk through our problems because I know a lot of black men don't like to talk. You understand what I'm saying? We don't like to talk. We like to do this. We like to fight or we, or we, or we like to, how can I say, cope in different ways with our problems, which is not, which is pretty much everybody. But when it comes to particularly black men, we, we, we have a lot of coping mechanisms instead of sitting here, tearing it out, crying it out, saying it. We have a lot of coping mechanisms that are not healthy. And the fact that you guys continuously sit here and advocate for healthier practices in mental health, is something that I will always love and respect about you too, period. That's, 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 that's period. Where do you guys see mental matters going in the next, let's say like couple years? Because you guys, I said, I, like I said, you guys made it, period. You, y'all made it. <laughs> so in my mind, everything is up from here. 
right? Everything is up from here. Like y'all, y'all have been featured in newspapers. Y'all have been shouted out on podcasts. Y'all have been um, shouted out on social media pages by major, major conglomerates and 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 celebrities um, who really have major voices in the culture. Where do you see the Mental Matters podcast going? Because uh, I'm gonna give you my answer after I after I get y'all's answer. <laughs> I'll start with Jarrell on that. <laughs> I know one of the things that, that we've discussed even before the pandemic happened and we had to put it on hold because of the pandemic was actually having that real in-person like forum, you know, having, you know, the actual experts there in person, having the people um, come and like receive, you know, different seminars and sit through different topics that um, will add value to them or get their questions answered on how to proceed with their lives or what they're battling at that time. So I know that's that's one of the things that um, Rich and I were like bouncing ideas off each other for. But then, of course, you know, everything with the pandemic happened. So we kind of just put, put that talk or whatever until the world opened back, back up for us to be able to even you know have that type of event. Um, but I know that's one of the things that were that's, that's like real heavy, like on my heart and my mind and like get done for us as a podcast. Gotcha. Rich, where you see mental matters in the next couple of years, bro? My goal is to make sure it's up so that it gets stuck. That's my goal. When it's up, then it's Shout out. Oh, Shout out to the Cardi of the B. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw a little religion in there. I'm going to say wherever God takes it. Come on now, because that's it. Um, I know I ain't perfect, but I know mm-hmm. God orders these steps a lot because we have had some moments with production and behind the scenes it's just like i did not think we would be here in 2021 still talking about this podcast but um literally i think i ordered the steps and um i'll say wherever he decides we should be going we'll just put the hard energy towards it um i think what jerome mentioned is definitely one of our bucket list items i mean actually having that community men's forum if you like we said in the beginning um you know, maybe it's merch, you know, we do have merch, but um, it's just I, my, my overall goal is to making sure we, as long as we reach one more, one more person, one more follower, one more person that benefits mm-hmm. from the resources that we put out there, from the people we talk to and engage with, from the stories that we share, as long as we reach one more person, so whatever walk of life it actually um, gets to, um, that's where the podcast is going. So if we can multiply that and impact more people, I mean, that's what this whole podcast thing is about. We want to reach, right? You want to yeah. get into many people's right. iPhones and Android devices and Beats headphones as possible. So if our story and our conglomerate, if our um, network of, you know, just community we developed up to this time, if it reaches one more person every single day, it's a win-win for me. And then, you know, as long as I'm still getting jerk chicken on a, on a regular basis, this podcast is going to be great. You know what I'm saying? And see, that's, the, that's my jealousy right there, uh, Jarrell. Yeah. Bring jerk chicken. I don't I don't be cooking during my podcast. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. okay. <laughs> we bring your food and I'll be sitting here like, wow. Just bring some. That's, that's just so disrespectful. I just be like, oh, something. yeah, right. <laughs> so should I just get a pan of jerk chicken and just eat jerk chicken on the, on the show too? Because you know I'm just—we've never actually done that, but that doesn't sound like a bad idea. 
That hey, it don't sound like bad. I'm like, is that the secret? They just get the mm-hmm. jerk chicken and that's it. They just <laughs> that's it, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm telling Jarrell. I'm telling you, sin. I need a plate, man. I need All right. a plate, man. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I I I I see you guys really just becoming a a. Not to say yo guys are not a force because you are. I think the 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 impact of the podcast is going to I think be a lot more major in the next couple of years, um, because um, as so many people in the media are saying like you know black people are this we're monsters we're animals we're all of this we're, we're things that we've heard before. Um, I also mm-hmm. see that more black people, as I said before, are literally trying to get their mental health together. And I, again, will duly say that is in, that is in, in, in um, conjunction to you guys' podcast, because you make the environment so comfortable, whether that be audio, whether that be video, um, or whether that be in person. Um, I do believe that um, a forum like you guys were saying, is going to come. I'm definitely going to come and and support. Uh, like I said, I've been a part of the mental maps community since since Rich hit me and was like, "Yo, I'm starting a podcast." Mm-hmm. You understand around Black mental health, and I'm like, "I'm here for it. Let's go." What you need from me? You understand what I'm saying? And <laughs> I'm never going to not support you guys because you guys continuously push the boundary, push the narrative, push. Even push past some of our, because I know when people listen to the podcast, they're like, man, I, I ain't going to no therapy, bro. Two, three years later, you know, the Mental Matters Podcast, you know what I'm saying? I got to give a shout out to the Mental Matters Podcast. You know, they 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 helped me get, you know, to my first therapist. And I see that happening. You understand? <laughs> if it's not happening already, I see you guys getting major sponsorships, major um, ads and working with very dope individuals um, who are um, major therapists in the game, major uh, psychiatrists or psychologists in the game who really focus on black mental health. And, and, and as you guys said, bringing that forum to, I'm, I'm really excited for that. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm all about face-to-face interpersonal relationships and, and really bring, like, that's why I don't like zoom. You understand what I'm saying? Because, because it, it takes away. It takes away from the inter. Like COVID has really shown me, like, yo, I'm a homebody, but I also love interpersonal connection. I have to be, you know, with my fellow podcaster potting. Like, I can't. It's weird because I'm like, people were like, you don't want to zoom? I'm like, ah, I don't want to zoom. Like. Because it takes away from it. And, and, and I zoomed for a minute and it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm over this. And it was just like being in your studio, being in there, it was just, it it, it, it feels different. Yeah. I'm, I ain't going to lie. I miss hugs. I ain't going to cry. I miss oh, hugs. The up, you understand what I'm saying? What's yeah. good with your play? You understand? Like, yo, yeah. it, it is it is a sense like, yo, COVID really made, or this pandemic really made you really realize like yo even just the simple stuff like that it's it's yeah. miss that you miss like oh what's good bro like just being next to rich on the couch or just sitting across from Jarrell you understand what I'm saying it was just like okay mm-hmm. I miss that 
right? I love when people come on the show face-to-face or I'm coming on their show and we're face-to-face. I did not like Zoom. And it was like, that was even... How was Zooming when it came to your interviews? How was that? Like, through the pandemic, and I know that... Through the pandemic, how was working with the show? Knowing that you guys love the interpersonal communicate, the hugs and everything like that, how was it? And how did you guys adapt? Because I didn't do too well. Okay? I'm going to be honest. I ain't do too well. Right? I ain't like it. Okay? But how did you guys adapt? Because I feel like you guys adapted really, really well to Zooming and podcasting. <laughs> I don't have nice things to say, Joe. I think you should go first. Ease the blow. Ah, gotcha. I think I think we had I think we had experience uh when we did our first virtual with uh Henry Health. Yeah and Kevin Detner. I think that when we did that experience because he was I believe he was from like DMV area. So we had did a zoom with him when we did that episode uh early on when we first started the podcast and we had some te- technical difficulties with that one. So I feel like after after that, like everything else was like kind of just like reconcilable after that i feel like that was like the worst experience <laughs> that was serious experience we thought we had lost the episode we thought oh we had man file. don't you hate that <laughs> bro it, it's, it's horrible yeah. yeah so i feel like after after that one like everything else kind of like pales in comparison got gotcha. you i don't know that was just maybe maybe rich didn't let me know some information about some of the other stuff we had going <laughs> like, on Rich like Rich over here like I got a couple. I do, but I'm not gonna give you a couple. couple. But I ain't gonna put them out there. I got a couple though. Jarrell yeah. knows them. I think he's just being his modest self. What I would say is this: um, I'm thankful for the technology round that we've been able to absolutely produce this podcast and be able to, you know, do certain things even outside of podcasts, whether it be meetings, et cetera, the whole nine yards. FaceTime has been my best friend. Uh, within all this, I'm glad I invested and got my iPhone back when I did. Um, I hate the, not having the option oh. of giving the physical embrace yes. every time I see my people. Fact. Um, 100%. Being able to regularly go and, you know, just to be in those spaces, that whole anxiety, not being able to, even if I see you in person, still not being able to see your face because we got to. Uh, you know, wear these face masks, etc. I understand the science why. Yes. So I'm not mad at that. I'm more so mad of what I miss behind it. I've always been the uh, in, <laughs> I'll call it the introverted extrovert uh, where I don't have to necessarily be around people, but I love to do it. Gotcha. Um, where this whole digital divide has kind of forced us to being, you know, to ourselves and away from people. And now my anxiety has been like to come back to that space is like my anxiety has been up. It's just like yeah. uh, lucky you hug, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, having to be forced into a space where it's only been digital, everything, it sucks. I hate it. I want it to go away forever. Uh, I understand the need behind it. I respect the science and the healthcare workers, et cetera, that are still fighting on our behalf to help us get it right. Um, everybody getting the Fauci ouchie and they left the right arm. Not the Fauci. Uh, the Fauci ouchie, as mentioned by 
Crystal West of the Reed. Let's give her her flowers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just, <sighs> I'm ready for this whole pandemic life living to be over and get back to a new sense of normalcy because it won't be done. It would never be the same again. Not at um, all. But, you know, it's, I'm thankful for the whole Henry Health experience because it definitely helped us be ready for the change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I miss my people and Jarrell know I'm the hugger between us too. So I, I miss the hugs. <laughs> you you made me a hugger though, so it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Real talk. talk. Like I was like You know the vibes. I, I miss the hugs. I miss the dap ups. I miss the the interpersonal relationships. I miss the 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 talking shit to your face and laughing to you. <laughs> it, it, you know, I, I, I think I think I had a couple Zooms that was just like, I was just like, yeah, no, this ain't going to work for me. You know, and I was like, because after I think maybe my my third Zoom call, and I wasn't even doing this podcast. I was doing the Black Men Win series at the time as a blog, as a, as a at the blog series last year. And I remember Zooming and it was just like, oh, no. This can't, this, this can't be life. This can't be, is this going to be life for the next year or two? This Zoom calls? I mean, Zoom interviews and Zoom this and Zooming, Zoom dead. God damn it, I'm sick of it. I was sick of it. I was like, I'm tired. Everybody was like, you tired? Of-? Yes. And I had to, I had to put a disclaimer out on the podcast. I was like, listen, it's not that I don't want guests on my show. It's the fact that I hate Zoom. So if you want to call me, you can do so. I'm just not Zooming because this shit is irritating. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, once you was like Zooming was ghetto, I was like, he's right. Facts. Zoom is ghetto. This is this is this is ghetto fabulous. Like at first it was cool. But then if, at, after uh, a moment, it was just bad. And I thought Skype, honestly, was going to be the one. You know what I'm saying? To be like, oh, we've been here for like 10 years before you, Zoom. We're going to make it work. Zoom said, nah, bro. School <laughs> uh, I appreciate y'all for coming through. Uh, let them know where they can follow each of you and the Mental Matters podcast, wherever you know, podcasts can be listened to. Let them know where they can follow you. Sure. So um, we'll start with the podcast because I think that's a good way to get to both. Um, you can find us at www.mentalmatterspod.com. Um, we're available on most streaming platforms of SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, even Google Podcasts. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, um, you will see both of our Instagram handles on the podcast page. Um, mm-hmm. Just go to Mental Matters Podcast and you'll see both of us there. Oh. Um, and yeah, anybody that's, if you have a advocacy for mental health or you know somebody that's a specialist or something, want to be on the show, hit us up. Definitely we're mm-hmm. going to work with you. And, you know, one of my most prided things, if you will, I'm gonna give this shameless plug. Hey. Uh, we just did the drop of our mental health advocacy merch it's called i speak up for mental health yes so check out our instagram page you'll see it in the link tree. 
<clears throat> and uh, just in time for summer. So yeah, I seen the tanks. I was like, I need one. I need, I need. New mm-hmm. York heat is is like country heat. <laughs> now south heat, this shit is ridiculous. But the weather—that's exactly why. The weather has been fucking my sinuses up, so it's it's all bad. But you know what? I appreciate you guys for coming through. Thank you so much to the Mental Matters Podcast for coming through. And that is it for the show, guys. Listen, if you want to subscribe to the TOB Podcast, make sure you do on all platforms, just like the Mental Matters Podcast. We are on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio. We're everywhere. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, what else? You can follow uh, the podcast at T-O-B double underscore P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That is T-O-B double underscore podcast. Make sure that you um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Patreon, $5 a month. And we also have merch coming at midnight. And I'm excited about it. <laughs> so we have a, our merch store, the THC store is dropping. So make sure you guys go check that out too. Midnight, I know that it will be out when this podcast comes out on Tuesday. So make sure y'all just go shop to your drop. All right. We're out of here. Peace. Thank you to Rich and Jarrell for coming through the Mental Matters Podcast. We are out of here. Peace, love, and hair grease, everybody.